Metaphysics is going to have to be the quote-unquote religion of tomorrow. If it isn't, you're fucked. Totally and absolutely. Way through, we may have to switch to the phone option, but for now, let's let's ride it out. Let's see what happens. Fuck it. So, I think I told you uh, earlier this week I had posted some a couple episodes out of order and shit. So, right. <laughs> only Doesn't two, matter. like two of them, got switched around. So, I'm gonna have to uh, start telling myself what episode we're on right now. Episode. We should we should start it. We should acknowledge the audience. Give an intro and then say the date. I okay. think that would be a smart. So you're so right. Just re- rewind it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You are listening to the sexy and sultry sounds of the Danger Gents, the only <laughs> podcast on the internet featuring both original and stolen legacy juice, committed to ending tribalism, spreading universal enlightenment. And minimizing animal rape as much as possible. September twenty seventh, two thousand and twenty. That's perfect. See? That is absolutely perfect. I don't disagree with anything, <laughs> anything in that in that intro. That was all perfectly aligned. We may not be able to stop animals from raping each other, but we can minimize it. We can break it up whenever we see it. Listen, chickens got a special relationship with each other. I'm not even going to call it rape because that would be me assuming that I know what their sexual dynamic is. But my rooster don't give a <laughs> fuck about consent from, <laughs> from the outside looking in. There's a lot of aggression in the animal kingdom. Bro, my There's rooster, not bro, a lot of lovingness. Nah, he's like, if I can get a beak full of your neck feathers, that means it's time to screw. <laughs> That's it. If I could grab you by the back of your neck with my beak, you know what's we know what's next. It's amazing. But am I wrong to advocate for that? I, I mean, I mean, look, if if with all the animal rights activism and the anti-rape culture activism, you think they would be natural allies in this struggle? Well, there's a disconnect. I I have seen some feminists. Uh, who purposely separated all their animals, especially the chickens, because they didn't want their hens to get raped, quote-unquote. So, and I but, don't think enough people have been confronted with that level of awareness. Well, I, I, me being a person who's kind of involved with animal husbandry, I have to say, I can't clearly decide that it's rape. As a human outside of their, you know, whatever their dynamic is, I don't know if I can honestly say that it's rape. From what we know, from what we see, it seems like this is just how they get down with it. That would be almost be the equivalent of busting in somebody's bedroom and you see somebody with a leather face mask on and a ball gag. Gimp mask. And you just, yeah, gimp mask. Right, the gimp mask. <laughs> you, you can't just assume that something nefarious is happening here. It looks, you know, kind of bad from the outside if you're not aware of all the types of games and shit people play. It, it could look bad, but that's not necessarily a crime happening. I don't know. It sounds like the soft bigotry of low expectations. <laughs> I feel like you just feel that animals are just so rapey that there's no hope and why bother? And I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. It's different. I don't want to call you a racist because you're my friend, but I feel it's, like... I just think it's different. I, just I feel think, like I, would, I never... would be betraying Twitter if I didn't bring it up. I'm sorry. 
I would never grab my wife by the scruff of her neck and try to penetrate her <laughs> without her without her consent. That's not how I roll. But the chickens seem like they respond to that shit. I don't know. They don't, you know? I don't know, dude. I've seen a rabbit, a female rabbit, get angry and become violently aggressive towards a male who wasn't interested in screwing her. Mm, that's a... That's a tactic that that's been adopted by people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one people that have one, employed yeah. that. Humans have brought that one along the evolutionary trail with them, so I could definitely. But yeah, she, they, she got aggressive. She started like nipping them and trying to bite them and shit. So first she went in front of them and turned her ass towards them, and when he didn't pay it any attention, she got frustrated and started biting them. Mm, that hurts. So you know what I mean. So it's like I don't. Their their thing is totally different. I would think if you're dealing with a if a, if a man is dealing with a woman and you don't want to bang her and she starts being violent with you because you don't want to bang her, I think it's pretty fair to say that's bad behavior among humans. But as far as rabbits go, maybe it's completely acceptable. I don't know. Be- because there is presenting, as I believe it's called, within the animal kingdom, clearly there's a, an available standard to measure consent. And so I think we can say that a good 80 to 85% of all animal intercourse is based on aggressive rape. And not, I got drunk, I don't remember what happened, or I regret it, and I'm ashamed of myself, and I shouldn't have done that, and now I want to get him in trouble and some sort of revenge because he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. No, 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 no. Not any of that kind of gray area, Brock Turner, Joe Biden kind of digital penetration rape. I don't know if Brock Turner's gray area, but go ahead. 80, 80 to 85 percent is gun in a ski mask, back alley, give it up, rapey rape rape. Absolutely. I'm gonna need some examples. I'm gonna 80 need to 85 percent of no, ski mask, gun butt, alleyway rape in in the animal kingdom. In the animal, well, they, they, they I, I guarantee you, <laughs> once apes learn how to use tools effectively. I think they just started in their Stone Age not too long ago. Once they're able to craft weaponry, I guarantee you someone's getting bludgeoned over the head with a rock if they don't cooperate. It's coming. Sex is already so transactional with apes, though, and the chimps and the and the Reese's well, and chimps. the mockcocks and all of that. My Even favorite the was the too. Bonobo documentary. Oh, the Bonobos. Yeah, they get busy. That huh? was great. Yo, the bonobos they, be like, yo, I got this stick with leaves on it. You want yo, some? Yo, you hungry? <laughs> you hungry? Yo, what you want? You need some cunning lingus first? Yeah, Daddy's that happy to up. oblige. And yo. it was always, too. It was like, it was gay. It was straight. It was, anytime there was a transaction to be made, sexual activity was on the table for that transaction. Bonobos are sexually enlightened people. I See, that's what I'm saying. I feel like they're enlightened. I don't know if... I, I didn't see any rape in the Bonobo documentary. There was no rape. Nothing... Agra- no all rape. of... what? Okay, I know what you want. What's in it for me? You got some eucalyptus leaves? What's up? What's happening? Yeah. Yeah, it's I like it. Very fair-minded. I yeah. like it. Everybody's happy. Nobody's... Ain't no, you know, nobody's fighting over food. Nobody's nope. fighting over territory. And then, and then no you look at the... No jealous husbands back. catching murder charges in a violent fit of rage. Yeah, none look of at that. the silverbacks, bro. The silverbacks Ooh. can brutally murder most other things on the planet, and their penises are way smaller than the bonobos. Right, but and no, but way it, smaller. They don't. They don't need much, right? They're they like, yo, don't, they don't need now. much because, but that's the thing of the competition is with the with the chimpanzees with with that class of monkey. You got a 
you know, you got a swinging dick, you're attracting the mates. The the silverbacks are just like, listen, everybody's cooperating and they dying. They don't yeah, have to. They don't have right. to show you any kind of sexual no value shit. to get sex. He don't have to talk no shit. He don't have to threaten nobody. He don't even have to actually make his sexual desires uh, like push him to the forefront at all. The the male who's in charge is gonna sit down and eat. And eventually, throughout the day, when it's the right season, the females Dang are going to get, they're going to smell something in the air, and they're going to be like, you know what, I think it's about time to back over to daddy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they're just going to do it. He's not going to chase you around and try to bang you. He's just going to sit there and chew, and eventually you're going to go over there and be mounted. And there's some species where nobody else gets to fuck. Like, right. it's really yeah. fucked up. Like, there's some kind of walrus where everybody fights, somebody established themselves as the big dick warriors that murders all of the challengers, and then everybody else basically just gets to watch the warriors fuck everybody, and they don't and have access to any strokes. You can sneak a right. few strokes sneak in. Sneak strokes, yeah. that's yeah, all you're getting. Not, when he's busy, you can sneak a few strokes You got to get him drunk, you got to do something to distract him, maybe right. while he's plowing one of the other warruses, warrusi, warrususes. <laughs> Whatever the, the female is, yeah. The trade-off is if he catches you sneak stroking, he's gonna stroke you. Oh yeah, you're dead. You're so, risking your life every time. Yeah, at the very least. And you're it's indefensible your greed. Ass. It's indefensible yeah. greed. You have 47 sea cows at your disposal at any moment you want, and I got a few sneak strokes in. I don't even get to really handle my business because I'm terrified while I'm stealing my sneak strokes. No, and you're no. gonna murder me for that? He's coming for you, yo. No, no, no kind of equality. Uh, just nothing but incels, right? Ninety-five right. percent of the warriors population, the male warriors population, are incels. I blame the females. I blame the females because they just go they along. With it. That's like well, the what ultimate, can they do? It's like can't the fight ultimate it. hypergamy. Yeah, I mean, I think too though is just. When you have, when in the animal, because we haven't properly legislated the rules around animal rape, I, you know, I think we have some blame to share, but I don't think they have a choice because animals can always pull the rape card out of the deck if they don't get cooperation or murder. You know, right. we don't regulate animal murder either. And I don't mean eating, you know, like a, when a lion eats a goat or an antelope, I mean, you know, he's hungry. That's not murder. But when one warris murders another warris for sneak strokes, I think I think that's enough for the DA to bring charges. I think that's clear. <laughs> well, how do you punish you know? the warris though? A death penalty. It's all. It's oh, all the, automatic. That's, that's the only <laughs> thing on the table. It's just death penalty. Death that's penalty. Yeah. He can't have his. I mean, what are you gonna do? You're gonna dress him in a suit and suit and let him have his day in court? Nah, you can't do that. And the yeah. other animals will learn. Eventually, they'll learn. You know, every time uh, one of the one of us rapes or murders, we get carried away, and then the carcass shows up later. You got to jump the carcass off. That's the only way that they'll learn. So, yeah. um, and it has to be immediate. It has to be yeah. immediate. So as soon as the rape or the murder is committed by the warriors, they're snatched up in a net. They're flown off, and then you know, within twenty four to forty eight hours, they're dumped back on. Like so that it's a clear message. So yeah. and I and I think you could I think you could I think you could potentially see those rape and murder numbers go down. 
I like it. I like it. I think it could work. I think there's some potential in the death penalty for rapey animals. Basically, all you'd be doing is removing all the alphas. Mm. You kind of just be removing. Or all you would change. Alphas. Or you would change the definition of what an alpha is. Well, if you take all the guys who are whooping everybody else's ass and keeping all the box for themselves, if you kill them, <laughs> what what's even what, left? what is what it gives way is it gives <laughs> way left? to a it gives way to a new system whereby dominance is established sans the violence. Right. Okay. I, I, I mean, we have a form of it with it. I mean, if we're gonna just try to control everything, I mean. Let's let's ride this morality demand train to, to the to the logical end. Let's start making everything in the universe conform conform to our our notions of right and wrong. I mean, why just stop at humans? We're, and we're not even honestly policing humans because depending on your status and and amount of resources you have, you got different oh, yeah, set of rules. In trouble. Oh yeah, right, right. We know OJ killed those people. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Nah, we OJ did it. I wouldn't go that far. If you watched the thirty for thirty and you heard him screaming at Nicole in the background, he absolutely murdered both of them. That's that's, that's kind of racist. Is it? <laughs> that's Listen. kind of racist. No, no, he probably did. But look, what I'm saying is, OJ is, I, I, is not a person that I'm willing to point the finger at. I'm not going to start with OJ because we got a lot of fuckery behavior. That we let slide in our society. Oh, and, he's, o, and for he's me, he's got a OJ lot of is, peers. For he's sure. still a maybe. He's still a maybe to me. I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure. I know. He, I'm pretty sure he whooped a rash. I don't have no doubts about that. Like there could have been some other rough shit going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty I sure. I don't he think he straight up punched her, but he popped her. He yeah, gave he, like know. one of those little like kind of quick pullback slaps, like just and to kind of let her know I need probably you to shut the fuck up. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think he just straight up whooped the ass like. Uh, that girl on the train in Miami. I don't think it was nothing like that. It was just a little, it was a little, you know, shut the fuck up, I pay all the bills. Not that I condone that. (laughs) Not that I condone any of that. That comes with the territory, though. I mean, that comes with the territory. Let's let's be honest. The whole, like, you know, uh, I, I, I pay all the bills is, it's a power grab. It always has been a power grab. And it evolved into this thing that, uh, the, uh, women, decided that they could use to their advantage. So it changed the whole dynamic of it changed. But that's what it's based on. I mean, it's based on some really arbitrary, archaic, patriarchal idea that For dudes sure. are more capable at fucking especially with the world that we live in now, that men are more capable and also obligated to pay for everything and do all that shit. That's just a power grab. So it, that's what that situation is. I pay all the bills, shut the fuck up. So if you forget your side of the deal, if I'm paying all the bills and, and you got this big ass marble floors and these pools and shit that most most dudes, heterosexual dudes don't really give a fuck about, it's a status symbol to, you know, but if you, if you dig that kind of shit and you got the marble floors, you, you got the cars, you got the status and all that other shit, Shut the fuck up, right? If that if that's what if, if that's what the parameters of this it's deal about. are, you can't yeah. be sitting there talking crazy. If all you do, what do you what do you do here though? Like you can I, be. I easy. disavow, but I see your point. <laughs> what do you I do see, here? <laughs> I I see, but 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 I think that that kind of acted as the justification because men abused their physical and financial dominance and right. weren't weren't kind in their partnership with their women historically. That's not and a ran. Well, 
weren't kind in their sh- uh, chivalrous um, upper handedness. Mm-hmm. However, we want to, <laughs> however, we want to define it. They got together. They they made some babies. They declared a lifelong commitment to each other. And because of the way that the social dynamics were structured, the man was allowed to fuck around as much as he wanted. Everybody was banging their secretaries. You could hit your wife if she got lippy and nobody really gave a fuck. Um, as long as you didn't like beat her really bad, you could you could silence her. And the woman's ticket out was, well, I got these kids. If I stay here with this dude, you know, I, I, I don't really have a say and I don't really have a way to feed myself. So I can't really leave with the kids. How am I going to take care of these kids? And then I think that's what kind of led to, well, I'm going to suck as many babies out of my puss as I, I can so that I'm not tied down. And I'm just going to go work and get a career and maybe be miserable at my job. But it's better than being under the foot of an abusive man. Right. So I think I think women have made themselves unhappy by, but not all, but, but I think a lot of them defied their nature to be something that they're really not naturally inclined to be, but becoming something that maybe feminism informed them to be, but from a good place. Like dudes are being dicks. You know what it's like to be under a man's thumb. This is how, you know, you're not going to be under a man's thumb. Because there was a point where women were kind of, you know, they were kind of basically treated like children. You know, right. like yeah, go sit absolutely. at the women's table. You're at the children's yeah. table. Nobody cares what you got your opinion about any of this is. And obviously, you know, that's, I couldn't co-sign. I would have to disavow something like that. I mean, you know, it is what it is. When you're talking about... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> that's not a good way to start it, but sure, go I'm ahead. Saying, this is like you said, it's not a that's not a relationship. This is stewardship, right? This man was assigned with stewardship. He was told his whole life that this is what he was gonna have to do. You find you a woman, you take care of her, you pay all her bills because that's what a man does. And she was told that this man is supposed to do this for you, and you don't really I mean, it it puts you in a position where you don't really have to cultivate any utility about yourself. Like you're able to have babies, you know, once you pass puberty, you can have babies. And that's the only utility that's kind of required, that and being attractive. And that's not, an, un, that's not your control either. That's genetics. So your genetics inform your value in this situation, whereas the, what informs the man's value is his utility, his ability to work and generate revenue and protect you and all this other kind of shit. If you go back far enough, it was fucking building the house too, like by hand type shit. You know what I mean? Right. So... Brick and then, and what are you bringing? What do you bring to this relationship? I mean, for this to this stewardship to this situation. And back then, what are you bringing to this to have any type of uh, even? Because that the honest part of it is that from inside of a human experience, right? A woman speaking to a man or something like that. Naturally, you will probably feel like you're just two human beings discussing something. I don't think there's anything especially if they're strangers. I don't think there's anything innate in a woman that tells her, oh, this is a man talking, let me listen, or I should be... I don't think there's right. anything innate in a woman's biology that that tells her to behave like that. That's some social construct shit. So when you enter into this thing and you're completely protected, like there's a, you, a woman could walk down the street right now and slap a guy upside the head and everybody around would laugh at it and take their phones out and say, world star. If a man slaps a woman upside the head, you probably get 10 dudes to try to kick you to sleep. Right. And you left out that if that man responds to getting hit, 
with even the threat of violence, he's probably right. going to get fucked up too. Right. He's wrong. So when right. you enter into that type of social contract and you take advantage of it, now I'm sure there's a there's a specific maybe. I mean, we're not talking about let's just take asshole guys off the table, like just people who want to be abusive and want to hurt people and they're sadistic. Let's take them okay, off the table. Okay, apply a statistic to it though. You would say that represents how much of the American male population? Probably about forty percent of them. God damn! So, so at one to one, I don't mean like a beat you to death type guy, but a guy who enjoys the ability to impose himself over a woman, go but get a drink. And, I mean, but it it can go there. I'm saying forty percent of men are probably like you know borderline tyrannical when it comes to their relationships with women because they think they're supposed to be. And that's everything okay. from telling you to shut up to beating you up because dinner's cold type shit. I'm adding all of those motherfuckers in the same box because okay. that's just not how people are supposed to treat each other. You know what I'm saying? Like that tough guy shit, like it, it just doesn't, it, whatever, it's stupid. So, but if you take those guys off the table, you take the other 60% of guys who are just like regular, don't want no trouble, we don't want to fight, I don't want to argue, like just regular dudes, right? When you introduce them to this contract, they get they're getting nothing out of it. They're getting nothing. So she's supposed to be protected, respected, provided for, and all these other things. And all she's supposed to do in return is what? What what's her job in all of this? Well, I think I think there's a lot of intangible kind of improving quality of life upgrades. That's not necessarily connected to straight survival. Like an example. If, if you got a good woman. So um, I tend to be uh, socially autistic. I, I lack the, um, the benefits of having a super duper high IQ with the autism. So I have the worst of both worlds. So I'll, 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 I have a tendency to be very inconsiderate. And not intentionally, right? But just not being thoughtful. Like, just kind of being in my own head and in my own world. So my girl will remind me when I'm kind of getting in, in that lane in social situations or just in certain things to be more polite or to be more considerate or to be more observant. So there's certain things like um, certain certain things that make us better socially, okay. I think, some, some women can offer to you. Also, as far as, like, ordering the house... You know, like if if you got a, it, you know, today's dynamic, um, more than likely y'all are going to be sharing the household responsibilities. Ain't going to be like just one person working or just one person cooking and cleaning. Usually now in our culture is it, it's, it's kind of shared. So, you know, there's there's always, you know, kinds of insights and um, uh, like I said, quality of life upgrades and. And 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 I have the trouble, the same problem with it as well, because I'm like, yeah, but that ain't paying the bills. Like that ain't that ain't making sure we're not gonna die. You know, like I ascribe all of these uh, higher values to the shit that I do, and it, and it could be, it could be self-serving, but I also kind of have an argument of, okay, if if you don't wake up and make me coffee in the morning, which is sweet and which I appreciate. And it's one thing that I don't have to, to do in the morning. And I appreciate that kindness. I don't have to ask you to do it. It's just something you just want to do something nice for me. And that's sweet. Um, maybe that's not as important as being the person that's, you know, going in the front yard with the AK when we hear a noise. 
right? Right. It, it's not as it's it's not as um, vital to our survival. It's not as risky or whatever. But I mean, again, it's still a, a quality of life upgrade. And I think too, you know, whenever you talk about feminine and masculine energy, just in principle, maybe it may and it and there may be some sickness in its execution in our culture, for sure. And and there may have been times, you know, where any given uh kind of in the collective zeitgeist of the male or the female identity where one group dropped the ball for decades for for sure but i mean feminine energy has a civilizing quality in our barbarity whenever you talk about reading and writing whenever you talk about the rule of law whenever you talk about barbarity not being the solution uh, or the or the or the primary tool to cultivating a solution. I mean, that's all feminine energy. That's all the the effects of a feminizing energy on barbaric man that has gotten us to this point. Where as a culture and as a civilization, we've become more civilized. Where you know, there's certain cultures. I'm not pointing them out. Knock. You can go look it up yourself. I don't need to point out the bus rapes or the you need four witnesses if you really got raped or it doesn't count. But there's places on earth where you go out as a woman and you dress a certain way, they don't give a fuck. They're, they're the rooster all on your neck feathers. They right. don't give a fuck. In our society, for the most part, you can dress basically. I mean, we've got women that are just body painted, that are just walking around basically completely naked, just covered up with some paint, and nobody ravages them. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's an understood, like, you can go out and exude sexuality as much as, as you want. And we all understand as a society, um, I don't have a right to access that just because I have the power to take it. We And we've right. agreed on that as a, a society, and we punish that as one of the harshest punishments. Like, there's there's few things that you get in as much trouble for in our civilization as as rape. Like, that that's a hefty prison sentence. I think only, like, murder is netting you, you know, more years. Right. So what I'll say is, like, the first thing that you described about, like, uh, how your lady compliments you in social situations. So, for one, that's like a, that's a thing that's unique to you and what you experience and how this person compliments you, right? But I don't think that's unique to a woman. I think you could get that type of, uh, you, you could create that type of situation for yourself in other ways. That, that's not something that only a woman could bring to you. You may be more receptive to it because it's a woman and more receptive to it because it's your lady. You know what I'm saying? So that gives her an edge to be able to introduce these things to you because there's other women who would laugh when you're in certain situations or if you say the wrong thing, it would be hilarious to them. So it's not intrinsic to femininity to be that way. And the reason that most of us are operating at a deficit is because we've been removed from a certain level of experience in our emotions and all of this shit because of what people yeah. think men are supposed to be. The same, well, way, the same way that women are removed from experiencing certain types of utilitarian uh, traits is because people don't think they should have to. So many women don't know how to change a tire because a man should be changing your tire. That's some right. goofy shit is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? It's goofy shit. Now, and, 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 I, and I don't think it's necessarily intrinsic. It's just a pattern that I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, most I get people, it. I agree. Most, I agree most people in 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 relationships in American culture, the woman tends to be more socially conscious than the man does. And there's usually things where, you know, I've seen people in relationships where there's usually after you come home from the whatever event, 
the woman's kind of on the man, like, I can't believe you did this, or I can't believe you said this, or whatever, which I think we're, we're I, I think in our culture anyway, we're just not, we're not naturally as, well, I don't even want to say naturally, because that may be wrong. It's just a pattern I've noticed. I think but we just deal with shit. We deal with shit yeah. differently. It's like, it's a perfect example is how a lot of uh, the studies show how little boys get in so much trouble in school when they have female teachers. Because women already have an idea of what good behavior is. They're not dealing with just children. When a, when a, when a lot of female teachers go into the classroom, they think uh, a little girl's natural inclination to be a certain way is the standard oh, for, for sure. good behavior. For sure. A little, a little girl is much more likely to sit down and fucking doodle for 15 minutes and, and than a little like boy. And it's why girls are doing better in education than right. boys. Because we're exactly. gearing it all towards... Right, feminine aspects. So when your woman comes home from the party and she says, I can't believe you said that, she's not necessarily gearing you towards an objectively better social situation. She's just saying some shit you said embarrassed her personally or she didn't think it was cool for that. So it's it's through her scope of what she thinks is good behavior. It's the same thing. It's not necessarily... Men deal with each other, but there could be... Not saying that people aren't socially awkward and don't say the wrong shit and none of that, but... It's not just that one thing. They see things differently than men do. If it was a room full of men talking a bunch of shit to each other, there might be stuff that women hear that think, oh my God, how could you talk to each other like that? Or why would you say that? That was so rude. Or right, And you're right, just right, like, right. yeah, just chill. That's my boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, tell him to, I tell him to fuck off in front of his moms all the time. There's nothing. Right. But <laughs> that's just, so So that don't, re- that don't really count. But what I'm saying is, okay. I understand this idea that women bring something to your life, right? I, I just see that more on a on an individual basis. She has to cultivate something in herself to be able to introduce it to your life. It's not something... She's born with a vagina. She's not born with the ability to improve your life. You know what I'm saying? That just because she's a female doesn't mean, oh, this is the... This is the she's going to help me out. And, and just because she's going... Maybe she'll hang some curtains in your house, but so fucking what? Like... We can survive without curtains. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the little woman's touch concept is something that is created to pretend that there's value in a place where there's not necessarily value. She can walk into your house and be like, oh my God, you need a woman's touch. You need this over here. You need these things. You need these. And like, he don't fucking need that shit. He don't need it. Oh, no, no, no. Mattress, TV, gaming system. Right, right. Every, saw- every bachelor in America. That's what you have before you move in with the woman. That's, that's all you so have. So smart. So smart. Right. I saw a meme online that showed the mattress just like that. The mattress, the TV, and the gaming system. And it was a tweet from a woman that said, uh, men really think it's okay to live like this. And the reply to the tweet was, women hate how little it takes for us to be happy. And yeah. it was just like the realest shit ever. What would make you look at this simplistic situation and think this motherfucker needs... Uh, a set of nesting fucking uh, mason jars to keep all his right. spices in or some shit like that. Like, wait, right. Leave a man alone. Let him chill. But you're not going to try to, uh, most of them anyway, are not going to try to improve his life according to his standards. Are you going to try to, are you going to get back here and wire up his shit so the wires are neat and put some zip ties on them and fucking trade? Like, no, you're not going to do that because that's going to help him in a way that he wants to be helped. You're going to come in here and try to put fucking lace pillow covers 
on his on his we couch pillow shit like that. Yeah, fuck a doily, son. We need, doily. <laughs> we, need we need potpourri in the shit room. Yeah, exactly. You see potpourri. what I'm saying? This is what we yeah. produce women to. So what I'm trying to do is I, I tell my daughters this shit, I tell my sons this shit all the time. It's just like you have to cultivate things within yourself first and foremost to be the best you that you can possibly be. Don't ever think that some person is just owes you something because of what gender you were born. That right. even the, even down to the who pays for the date. I don't put that shit in my daughter's head. Oh, if he's not going to pay, then that means he... Fuck that. Fuck that. If you go out with some... Even if they ask you out. If you go out with somebody, you should fully intend to pay for your part of the meal. And not like offer just in case. But if he actually pays, then that means... No. I mean, authentically... Go there with the intention of paying for your meal. Separate in, checks, yeah. In what world, in what world does being a woman mean that you just don't have to pay for your food? You don't have to pay for yourself because of the potential of, oh, chivalry. I'm giving him my... Fuck, chivalry has nothing to do with women. Chivalry it, is a code of co a code for combat. Yes, but it... It's but a it, code for combat. What part in the but chivalry... It, but it became... It became synonymous with being a gentleman. You know why? You know why? Mm -mm, I have no it's idea. A, it's an underhanded compliment. The only thing in the chivalry code that could possibly have anything to do with women, thou shalt respect all weakness and constitute thyself the defender of them. There's nothing else in there that could even remotely be applied to this means open the door for women. This well, means I don't, pay I don't... women's dinner. No, there's nothing in it. It's all about combat between this is how enemy combatants should deal with each other. But, uh, but I don't disagree that it's a concept that's been milked and taken advantage of. Completely. Uh, Completely. Right. So, so it, it, it does put us to where it's the short end of the stick. And I think that there was a time when there was just certain things that a woman wasn't going to be able to do or be able to do effectively. So when the way that you made a living, like you said, you got to raise the barn with Ezekiel and Josiah and you got to build all the bricks and, you know, you're doing hard, heavy manual labor. Yeah, I guess a woman could do it, but she's not going to be able to be as efficient right. as easily Right. In most instances, there's always going to be exceptions. I know to about, but for the most part, it's just going to be easier. So when I think what labor and work was previously, it, it just made more sense that that was the man's duty. Right. But now most of us are working in offices. Most of us are do working in clerical capacities or in working in industries where everything is done by computers you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's a lot of jobs in the Air Force where it really doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman in the context of what you're actually doing. Right. There's no real advantage or there's arguably not much advantage in being a man or the advantages are so slim. You know, we have quicker reaction times and OK, but for the most part, with the way that technology is set up, women are augmented in such a way that there really isn't much in terms of the workforce that they can't do on the same level as a man because it's it's it, it's not all manual heavy physical labor so the roles the, the the clarity the clear division between the roles kind of got 
you know, it, it doesn't exist anymore. So, but, but they didn't want to let that chivalry shit go. So now it's like, okay, well, I can do whatever a man can do because we both work, you know, at the same collections office, making phone calls, collecting bills. Oh, I'm on, I'm on par with a man, you know, or we work at the same customer service job or we work at the same, you know, IT job or whatever, you know, okay, we, we do everything the same, well, but we're not exactly the same or we're not happy emulating each other. Like there's some men and I think that they're the, um, the exception, not the rule. I, I, I don't, I personally couldn't be happy like this, but there's some men that they're content to like be in the traditional woman role and be okay with it. Like I don't have a job. I'm gonna play call of duty all day. I might do some dishes. My girl's going to go to work and pay all the bills. And I'm and I'm going to live like that. And I'm not going to feel no way about it. Ugh. Like there's something in the male instinct, I would think, that makes you just feel like uh, the, the idea that not only can I not take care of myself, but somebody that I can clearly beat the fuck up <laughs> is taking care of me. And not that I would ever beat them the fuck up, but just that idea like there's someone that's physically less vigorous than I am that's that I'm dependent on for sustaining myself there's something that just feels dirty and unnatural about that so now it's like okay we're we're kind of on a similar playing field in a, in far as like our access to job opportunities and money so the lines have got a little bit blurred but because we've blurred those lines the result the result is most of us aren't as happy because we're not really in roles that really suit us because we're, we're, we're conforming more to the culture than maybe what our natural affinities are because we're being told that our natural affinities are bad or is somehow uh, diminutive towards us if, if, we, if we operate within them. And as a result, yo, the responsibility code, that never got dropped. You're a man. You need to do it. If you don't do it, you're not a man. You know, so all of the responsibilities of manhood, those have not gone away. You know, you ain't shit if you don't do X, Y, or Z, if you don't pay for this, if you can't take me here, if you can't do that. But all of the, the subservience and com compliance that came along with men playing that role uh, and women having to kind of be in a, in a lesser role Yo, they just, they're like, no, we're cherry picking the best parts. So right. you still got to be a man and do all the things that are associated with masculinity. I don't have any obligation to take on any of the demure and, you know, uh, uh, am be amicable or, you know, um, agreeable. All of those aspects I see as male oppression, you know? So I think really what, you know, I kind of agree with the idea that we should be doing the same thing with the masculine obligations. Like if I got to pay all the bills, that's man oppression. Don't man oppress me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. If you, if you don't got to do what the fuck I, I say, 100%. if you are under no obligation to obey me because I'm the man, then I don't have any obligation to pay for everything just because I'm the man either. Right. Right. And this is what happens when there's an imbalanced system from the beginning. There was no other place that this could go. There was no other land, there was no other stop we could make except this one. When you create that system and say, you got to be over here and you got to be over here, it's going to turn itself upside down eventually. And that's what happened. Of course, they would exploit look, the, the, the relationship. The situation was exploitive from the beginning. 
It was exploited from the beginning. Men tried to convince themselves that they were doing something benevolent by being chivalrous to, to half of the population, which they were basically holding captive almost. That's not benevolent. That's, that's basically chivalry is soft sexism. It's benevolent sexism. That's exactly what it is. They were trying to purge and clear their own karma because of what they knew they had installed in society was wrong and upside down. You can't have a bank account, but I have to pay for all your food. So, you know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Of course it was going to flip itself over. That's why men need to completely withdraw from this shit. Completely withdraw from it. Because women, are, most women are not going to try to switch it around because most of it is still in their favor. So they have oh, no right. reason to try to dismantle the parts that's left. Patriarchy sucks, but when it comes to this one thing here, y'all need to take care of your business or you're less than a, you're less than a man because you don't do this or you don't do that. How does a woman become less than a woman? She doesn't. She can't. Just by virtue of being born a woman, she is infinitely valuable. Uh, Craig, uh, Chris Rock said, men, uh, no, women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. But men are loved under the uh, account that they can provide something. You know, as a utility, they're loved, but not unconditionally. You have to be something. But a woman, you know, automatically, of course, it's a woman. You got to love her. And Yeah, but we're really good at killing ourselves, though. That's true. That's we, very we, true. We don't just want attention. We really want out. I think, uh, <laughs> I think they just need to back away and completely withdraw from all the bullshit because there's enough women out here who are connected with their feminism and their empowerment and their sexual freedom and all of that shit. There's right. enough of them out here that's not connected to it that deeply you, that you can do everything you need to do without entering into these bullshit-ass social contract contracts that's fucking everything up. Until well, people start to understand yeah. what's really going on, and, and really making some serious changes because, you, I mean, men and women are having some serious uh, problems getting along right now uh, outside of sexual encounters. Sex seems, seems to be like, you know, that's, that's going fine. Everybody's banging everybody. But long-term relationships, marriages, raising children together, oh, yeah. all of that shit's dwindling like a motherfucker. Whether that's good or bad, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Is the nuclear family some kind of oppressive fucking situation? Who knows? I don't know. That's not, I'm, I'm, I'm out of that game, so I don't really have to think too deeply about it. My daughters, my sons are growing up, so they're going to have to confront some shit that I'm not even going to be really, honestly, equipped to give them too much advice about because shit is so different from when I was young. So I'm just going to give them the best game I can give them, and hopefully they figure it out. I, I think all the social science, and, and again, if we're being results-oriented you know, out, uh, and looking at outcomes... I think it's hard to argue the efficacy of the nuclear family unit. Uh, you know, everybody can live whatever lifestyle they want, but if you're trying to raise children, it's just, there's too much data that we have. It could be coincidence, correlation, causation. It may not be, you know, it, it there may be other factors at work uh, and not necessarily the fact that you're not in a nuclear family that's making... Uh, those determinations in your destiny, but the data would suggest really strongly that if you're if you're raised within a loving family and you and you see 
good examples about how men and women treat each other with respect and kindness, you're just going to, it's the chances are you're going to be a much better human being than if you're, you're left to some variant of that where men and women are fucking and making babies and, but they really don't care to get along or stay together long term. You know, I, I, so I I mean, I I would say if I got to err on one side or the other, I would say, you know, the family unit is, is definitely a positive, but culture as a whole isn't conducive to us really doing it in an effective way. So men and women have unrealistic expectations of one another and they're frustrating each other. And yeah, men are killing each other. <laughs> men are, are killing themselves. Men are failing and struggling with depression more than ever before because your ability to do all the things that kind of make you a man or make you secure in your male identity, all of that shit is frowned upon. You know, so um, men living in like a woman's world and we live in a woman's world at this point. I don't give a fuck. You could say, well, men still run this and men still run that. Women run culture. Like you said, whatever we have determined for acceptability, it's all based on women's preferences, not men's preferences. So what what has come to be politically correct and don't hurt everybody's anybody's feelings and you know that that's that's an environment that women feel more comfortable with but that's not necessarily something that men thrive with and for all the talk of equality um the statistics also show that women don't like being with men that don't make more money than them you know so i don't know what i could say or do to change that but if we're truly equal and it truly doesn't matter so again it's one of those things where we're equals, you can't tell me what to do, but something about the way I see you, if you don't make more money than me, I can't take you as seriously. Right. So right. it's yeah, I I've think seen a, I, I've seen a lot of women talk about they dating down. So men who don't right. make as much as them, they call that dating down. But if he makes more money than you, he can date you. That's just that's fine. Regular. Uh, is that, that's some, that's I don't understand setting. how you explain this hypocrisy to yourself. And the only way to do that is the dissonance. It just hides all the truth from you because you're in a situation where these things work for you. So you're going to completely accept it and you're going to ride that shit to the wheels fall off. You know? women, Why- only, uh, women only want equality to the extent that you can't tell me what the fuck to do. Right. It ends right there. Right. No matter what you're doing, no matter what you're so-called providing or whatever, you know, just the fact that you want too much authority and who's going to protect and preserve and 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 venerate anything that has the has an attitude towards them and doesn't appreciate the respect and the veneration. Like that's a very I think we spoke about this before. It's a really slippery slope to tell men that they're supposed to be respecting women and doing all for especially just you know, strangers, like just in the world. You're supposed to be respecting women and doing all taking all these precautions to make sure they're not afraid and all of this other shit, but you also have no right to their presence, their and they're nothing. You can expect nothing from them from them in return, but everything is expected of you as a man. Yeah, it's a recipe for fucking disaster. That's how you get yourself to the handmaiden's tale. <laughs> for real. That's how you get to you know what? We sick of these bitches, yo. You see, I'm supposed to open this door from you and I can't fuck. We sick of them. And and Look, don't and don't get me wrong, that's an absolutely psychopathic conclusion to You come gotta to. fight to the death. Right. <laughs> it's a psychopathic conclusion to come to, but when you live how long are you gonna live in a society like that? 
It doesn't make any sense. The best thing we can do is bring everybody a little bit more towards the middle. Men need to understand it is not a woman's responsibility to cook and clean. You should know how to do that shit for yourself, period, or hire somebody. In, in, this, in this technologically augmented civilization where, where your time, you, you, where you've bought back more time for your labor. Like, I understand caveman kind of uh, dynamic where, you know, I'm going out, I'm murdering the tiger, I'm bringing it back. You gathered some fruits and, you know, herbs and shit, and you're going to prepare it and cook it. And I get that. I've been gone all day hunting shit. But now in this society where that's not, you know, how your time is utilized, yeah, you gotta you gotta learn how to do some shit more than just microwave hot pockets. <laughs> that probably would be advantageous for your survival to exist on something other than hot pockets and ramen. You know what I mean? But everybody is gonna these are things that everybody's gonna benefit from. So if everything that a woman people somebody would say a woman should know how to do a man would also benefit from knowing how to do these things. And pretty much the same thing with women. If you're going to drive a car, you should probably know how to change a tire. That's just the truth of the matter. And if you, if you happen to get a flat tire on the side of the road, your thought shouldn't be that men ain't shit because nobody came to change your tire yet. Would you stop to help another human being? It's about what humans would do for humans, right? If a man... Would hold a, is supposed to hold the door open for a woman in public, a stranger that he doesn't know, just because she's a woman. If that's a gesture of to be to feel to be honored about, why wouldn't the woman also feel like she should hold the door open for another human being to receive that same type of honor? It's the same shit. These are just gestures that humans could do and be better to each other. Why is it that men should just be doing them for women while they're just what they're supposed to just I'm supposed to take my jacket off and put it in this fucking puddle for you to walk through and then what? Right. What do you That's what, how I mean, she knows that's how she knows she's valuable. Right, right. And I know I'm valuable because you stepped on my fucking jacket and, and walked across the no, street. No, 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 no. You know you're valuable because you have a skill or an ability which allows you to succeed in the world around you to the point where you can afford to pay $300 for a jacket that you're going to ruin so that you can give someone a momentary ego boost. Right. Fuck that. It, I'm not it's doing un it. Here's the thing. I'm not going to say I'm not going to do it because the, the, the cognitive dissonance in culture that we're, that we're engaging right now is that we want to believe the myth of equality because it makes us feel good. And it seems on its face virtuous. It seems like as a society that it's the right thing. We, we don't want to acknowledge that some people are smarter than other people. Some people are stronger than other people. Some people are better with numbers than certain people. Some people are better than language than, than other people. Like... Um, I love that quote from Thomas Sowell is like, I'm not equal to the man that I was yesterday. Like on any given day, I might not be the same me that I was. It may, I may have an off day. Like, so this idea that everybody is the same in every way, I think was a misunderstanding. Like an ideal society means everybody's the same in that we don't give special privileges. Just because you're a police officer, you don't get to break the speed limit. You don't get to turn your siren on and run the red light just because you don't feel like waiting at it. Bitch, you don't have a call. 
Like, I want to, you know, I want to get the report back from 911. Okay, what call was he on? You know what I'm saying? Check the times, check the logs. This is the call number. This is the, you know, we should be able to turn police in to do that shit. Like, I understand you're a police officer, but whenever I see that shit, I just get enraged. You know, like, bitch, just wait. (laughs) Like, you don't have anywhere to be. Like, you're probably going to Steak and Shake or some shit. Just chill the fuck yeah. out. Like, if you run a red light, if a cop will run a red light, he'll plant drugs on somebody. I, I kind of feel that way too. <laughs> I, I kind of it's it, well, if the if the uh, and even if he wouldn't, even if he draws the line somewhere ethically, you lose credibility because you'll be that petty in abusing power. Right. So it's for the sake of 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 demonstrating that we live in an enlightened society where everybody is accountable to the law. And because you're a CEO, you don't get to fuck on pedophile island and never get, you know, charges brought up to you. Or, you know, you get to, you know, kill people in a car accident, but you're not going to get sued or whatever. You know, so yeah, equal equal accountability and equal protection under the law, that's an enlightened society. But as far as equality as we have to pretend that everybody's the same... That's insanity. And I think what it is, is the reason why we keep kind of gravitating to these expectations and cherry picking the best part of chivalry for for the woman's advantage is because deep down we are hardwired and attracted to these demonstrations of masculinity. And that's what informs us as or, or that's what informs them as women that they're valuable. That it, and informs them of the validity and value of their femininity. So if you won't open the door, if you won't jump in front of the bullet, if you won't put the jacket down, if you won't do something to say, hey, um, I'm going to sacrifice of myself to demonstrate your worth, the woman, whether she wants to you know, buy into a lot of this equality bullshit or not, there's something in her naturally hardwired that's just like, that makes you attractive to me. And if I don't get that, I'm not as attracted to you and I don't feel loved or valued. But there's not a, but, and there's not that same thing. Now it's, 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 um, it's, it's asserted when it's convenient. And again, it's usually in the realm of, Hey, you need to blah, blah, blah. Fuck, you ain't going to tell me what to do. Ain't no man going to tell me what to do. You know, you can't tell me what to do. I'm not beneath you. I don't have to obey you. And it's like they rebel out of that. But like you said, we have the TV, the PlayStation, and the, the bed and happy. Like our happiness is so much simpler. And so it just doesn't make sense to try to cater culture and cater cater choices to making someone happy that doesn't know how to be happy or doesn't or or whose happiness is so much more sophisticated and complex it seems like it's going to be a lot of effort and energy and even in what you're saying that you want that doesn't seem to make you happy like equality hasn't made you happy like it hasn't like women aren't happier now because hey, I have a job. I have you know, uh, I have equal say about X, Y, and Z, and blah 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 blah. So I, no, uh, women. I mean, people in general, I think, but women especially are unhappier than ever. 
Like, they're not happy at all. Not happy as a rule. And if you ask any man in a relationship what 95% of the relationship energy is spent on, it's figuring out how to make the woman happy. (laughs) There's no, like, let's sit down and have a conversation about what we need to do to make sure daddy's happy. That's, That's a peripheral thought at best. You know, right. so we're, we're, we're primarily focusing on what we need to do to make women happy and what they're hardwired for or what we seem to be hardwired for as human beings is a dynamic that culturally we're being told, yo, that's evil. We, we can't do that. All people are the same. So I think we just have to get to a point where we're OK with being different and we're OK with having different responsibilities and we're OK with having equality under the law as far as accountability and protections, but we know we're not equal on any number of things. And we right. there's some girls that you might be with that are smarter than you. You might be with a girl that you're way smarter than, and y'all could still work. And hopefully you're not with a girl that can beat you the fuck up. I don't know. You know, I, I I would like to think that that's a very, very rare occurrence. But most times you're going to be in a relationship with a girl that you're physically just way stronger than. Like, do I have to do I have to like malnourish myself and become like super weak so that oh, we can be yeah. equal? Like, then, nah. then you don't get the girl anymore. Right. Right. <laughs> then you lose the girl, too. Like, the, the reason that women are not happy when they're historically unhappy is because when you're accustomed to privilege, Equality feels like oppression. And they had no idea how much privilege that they had. So when they start pulling at these strings and other shit started disappearing, or because I'm sure there's women that would say that because men don't completely accept their responsibility while giving women all the freedom and all the feminism and all this other shit while still maintaining this uh that chivalrous shit, like they think that makes you a sucker for not doing that. Well, well, this is what they say anyway. I don't think they really believe that. But and and also, like you said, everybody's trained to f- figure out how to make women happy in these relationships. The whole family is, is trying to f- figure out how to keep mommy happy. But women have been socialized to be cryptic about that shit. You're supposed to guess it. You're supposed to mind read it and figure it out. They, a, a lot of, uh, and this is like, of course, like I said, social shit that you see discussions and people saying things online and all of this. You're supposed to already know all of this stuff. You're supposed to figure out what she likes and figure out where she wants to go. And you make all the plans. And like, there's no responsibility whatsoever. If the sex is wrong, it's the guy's fault. If any, no, no matter what is happening, it all trickles down to, even if she's being completely unreasonable, overly emotional and flipping out about everything, then you need to, if you can't handle her, you're not man enough. It never comes down to, she's just being a dick. Right. That's not an option. That's not an option. And that's crazy to me. There was a conversation I had recently where I saw uh, somebody I know's ex-wife. I should actually, I shouldn't even be following her anymore because she's, she's ex-wife of a guy that I, I used to like talk to a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And uh, she's saying that, you know, men who hit women are so something less, they, they ain't no real man and all this complaining and shit. And I, so I just asked uh, a little bit of a trolley question, a little bit loaded, but I just wanted to know, what is what are women who hit men? What do you call them? You know, just wondering. And she didn't have an answer for me. 
She said a woman who hits a man is misguided and she doesn't know her place as a woman. But a man who hits a woman is just, you know, he's just a lost cause. He ain't no man and all this other. She had a lot of derogatory shit to say. And I was just like, it just sounds like you're making excuses. And, and I know where this is going all the time because it's the same shit. And this little detail is the same throughout everything. I've said Listen. this to my wife oh, 500 shit. times, bro. Yeah. 500 times. The essence, the essence of how women are socialized in America is to have your cake and eat it too. Every issue that you're going to have with a woman in a relationship trickles down to that concept right there. You want to have your cake and eat it too. You want it both ways. You want it both ways. You want to, men should never hit women no matter what under any circumstances. But if I get pissed and slap you, you should walk out and not hold it against me later. Right. You ain't a real woman. No real woman would hit a man. That's not even a conversation. You know what right. I'm saying? So, it's silly. Yeah, it doesn't but, make any sense. But but this is this is this is what I found is that you have to you have to put trolling into practice to point out the absur- absurdity of certain of certain concepts. So like if you're going to put out there that if a man hits a woman he's not a real man. If a man doesn't pay the bills, he's not a real man. Uh if a man isn't willing to uh get in a fight with a man that flirts with you, he's not a real man. Okay. No problem. If you don't shut the fuck up what a man tells you to shut up, you're not a real woman. If you're not willing to get in the kitchen and cook dinner before the husband gets home, you're not a real woman. Right. The the only way to point out the absurdity of you're basically holding hostage the approval of someone's identity based upon your demands. If, if <laughs> The only way to point out how nefarious that is, you just have to return fire. You, it's the only way. It, and I feel like it's the most effective way to point out the absurdity of shit is just turn it on its face and hold up the mirror to the person. Like, okay, cool. You're absolutely right. If a man hits a woman, he is not a real man. And I think the question I would have asked her beyond like, okay, if um, a woman, you know, hits a man, what do you call that? I'd be like, well, what, what, what can a woman do to be considered not a real woman? Right. Because because if there's only deal breakers for the male identity, like I think I might have just peeped some game here. Like this is <laughs> I, I think I see the game now. Like so I, I I'm the only one that can fail in such a way that my authority and title and self-worth is mm. immediately evaporated. Right. But you literally can't do anything yeah. that's comparable to that. Well, then right then and there, that's proof that there's not an equality, because if you can't do anything to lose your your identity as a woman, then we're not equals. I'm the only one that can do something to lose my identity as a man. Yeah, because your identity as a man is connected to utility. Her identity as a woman is connected to her virtue of being a woman. So so how does identity politics? (laughs) <laughs> right. How does she relinquish that? How does she, how do you put that down? She's a woman. You can't deny that she's a woman. She is a woman. Right. She's white. So, so there's nothing you can do, but a man has to become a man. He has to earn his manhood and prove his manhood. So if it's anything that has to be proven and if it's not intrinsic value, it can be removed from you and stripped from you by, even by an opinion, right. even by an opinion. So, so if I say people in relationships shouldn't be violent with each other, no matter what, that, that should be the end of the conversation. Nobody should hit nobody. 
as soon as you raise your hand, I know you're about to come with some fuckery. Right. Well, actually, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, but a man should never hit a woman. Like, I said that already. I already said that. <laughs> so what, what, what are you talking about? And, and this whole thing trickled down to where she said, um, I had to catch her, and this is when I stopped talking to her because I saw it wasn't going to go anywhere. She said that um, if, a, if a man, you know, if a woman hits a man, it's probably, probably because she was provoked. <laughs> that's what she said it's probably because she was provoked and she lost it and she, like I said she lost uh, she doesn't uh, understand her place as a woman because women are nurturers and caregivers and all this other bullshit so I mean not that that's bullshit and, but and you know what I mean violent bitches too I right mean. there's a, lot, a whole lot of them a whole <laughs> lot of run them the gambit. right so so after she said that I was like so you gonna so the man who hits a woman unprovoked is a piece of shit if a woman, if you allow a woman to provoke you and you you hit her, you're still a piece of shit. If she hits you and you return the if violence, you you're her. a piece of shit. So, so, what, so what, what, are, what are you being told in between the lines is, is that the man nothing, is always in always control. And always at fault. Well, no, but hold she on. Is, she is kind of admitting but it's this all is, up to him. That's true. But this, but this is this this is the same thing as like it's always the white man thing. It's you are in your head ascribing all the power to right. one party. You know what I'm saying? If you call yourself God, but you're saying within yourself, I can't make any changes because the devil is preventing me. Well, you're only saying you're God in title. But in action, shouldn't God have the ability to chart out his own destiny? Like, why would you put so much power on the devil, right? So what you find is people are just putting up titles to make themselves feel good. They really don't believe it. Like, if you really believed that you were equal with a man, there would be no double standards. If you really believed it. But what you really feel is clearly the man is stronger and can beat me the fuck up. Therefore, he has the greater responsibility to restrain himself and not hit me. I, because I am overly emotional, I may get in my emotions to the point where I lose control of myself and I hit the man. And in that situation, it's the stability and stoic nature of the man, if mm. he's a good man, to be responsible enough to not allow me to get to that point where I would be provoked to hit him. So what you're really saying, if you listen to all of that, you're really saying that the man is the shit. That's what you're saying, right. is that the man is 100% better and in control. With great power comes great responsibility, you are acknowledging that you are the weaker force in this equation, but you are so uncomfortable coming to terms with that reality that you just have to keep throwing out double standard after double standard that, again, in between the lines, that's what you're saying, but you don't want to explicitly state it. But when you put all the onus on the man and no onus on yourself, that's basically what you're saying is that the man is the shit, and he's not only responsible for his own actions, he's responsible for manipulating and leading your actions. You know what I'm saying? So 
that's why it can't it it, it can only it can only exist with the, with this level of incoherent fuckery if people continue to agree with it and legitimize it that's it but as soon right. as you start asking a few questions it it just falls apart you know it, it, we can't continue this so i think women need to start making a decision and some women do um and there's a lot of women who are content to be women who haven't bought into like a lot of the cultural ideas and there are some women who are just better suited to be um you know workhorses they're good at what they do they they make a lot of money they love their careers they're not really interested in raising children or cooking some dude's dinner or being available you know what i mean like and if you're happy like that okay cool be like that but i think because we're telling people that somehow that that's just wrong or that you're a failure. I think a lot of women are just trying to mean that shit and they're unhappy and they can't explain how all of this should work because innately, inherently, deep down, they really do have a traditional perspective on what men and women are, but intellectually they feel like they're betraying some like grand, uh, you know, feminist movement and like they're they're selling out the cause. You know what I'm saying? Like they're the they're the Uncle Toms of feminism if they're happy being women. I guess. I mean it's hard to turn down privileges, right? If you see yourself in a space where you could take advantage of something, most people are gonna take advantage. And we just happen to be in a situation where it's not a specific thing anymore. It's a whole sweeping set of privileges given to a whole sex. And I'm sure there's a lot that's afforded to men too that's basically connected to their ability to be aggressive and inflict violence. So there's a lot of shit that men For get sure. to do that that a lot but that that's not necessarily a male thing because there are men who don't have those privileges. Because of the type of man that they are, because they don't they they're not commanding type of dudes, so they don't you know they're type B personalities rather than type A, and they don't have or access not good to at violence. Shit. Yeah, they're just not good at violence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they <laughs> so suck. Then, yeah, they suck. They suck at being violent. So I I just think that the solution to that shit is either if you if if the women if you want the privilege, then you're gonna have to take both sides of it because if you tear it down, everything's coming down. If you want the privilege to be in society where you're completely protected and you're taken care of and everybody's going to open doors for you and everybody's going to tip their hats and say, good day, lady, and shit like that, good day, my lady, <laughs> then you're going to have to fulfill some that? shit. You're going you're to have to fulfill <laughs> some shit on the other side of that, too. That don't come for free. That don't come by virtue of you being born a female. That's not how that shit works. There's a whole lot of... And I'm personally not... That's not the society I want to live in. I would rather go the other way and say, how about everybody treat everybody dope? How about if a person's right. running up behind you to go into a place, you hold the door for them without considering what's in between their legs? Right. That's what I'm saying. That's That's... Why aren't these things afforded to other people? It should be just as natural for anybody to take anybody to lunch or both of us pay. And that shouldn't be a sign that this guy is a piece of shit and I'm never going to talk to him again. That That's not what that means. That's just not what that means. I guarantee you, if you if you told uh, me and my wife's story to 100 women, 99 of them, and I not not told it as in 
this is what happened with them years ago when they first met. Tell it to them at like like it's happening today. This guy, I met this guy three months ago, and this is what happened so far. They'd be like, yo, get rid of him. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> That's exactly what they'd say. Get rid of him. He's a piece of shit. If he's not doing this, he's not doing that. He ain't worth it, girl, and snaps and all, whatever. And though I guarantee you that those women would be of various ages and very likely all single. I think I think the problem is we just need to stop standardizing identity and dynamics between any given identity group. Yeah. I think that's the problem. It's just if we want to standardize anything, yeah, universal kindness, right. universal respect. But to stop because it everybody's not going to fit in to any of those molds and and people are cowards. Most people just aren't brave enough to just really be who they are and be comfortable with who they are. So everybody's getting ideas beamed into the head of what they're supposed to be and what life is supposed to look like. And they're so caught up and brainwashed by that idea is most times they don't know when they're when they're rifling through their brain, what they're pulling out. Like, is this my thought? Like, did I think this or am I, am I pulling out? Am I going, am I going through my brain like a filing cabinet? And this isn't a file that I put in here. And I'm just responding to something that's been programmed into my head because, you know, some people are going to be happy in certain dynamics that other people won't be happy in and just stop trying to standardize that shit. If it works, it works. And it's going to be based upon, you know, I think feminine and masculine energy are real. I just think we don't need to necessarily um, standardize exactly who needs to wield what, but there's got to be some sort of rational equilibrium that comes about by each party's contribution or an acknowledgement when one person's contribution completely outweighs the other. And and really, that shouldn't be something where, you know, oh, well, that dude's a piece of shit or this chick ain't shit. If you love somebody, the conversation really needs to be, okay, uh, I understand that this shit is unequitable right now. What are we going to do moving forward to fix that? Or you just agree upon some shit. Okay, well, uh, you don't have, uh, you got bad credit, so we can't get a place in your name. Uh, but I don't have a car, so can you take me to work? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, right. it, it's it's how you, I, I think if you get rid of all of these identity characteristics out of the way and just are pragmatic about it and you respect each other, Thing, things will things will fall into place. If you really love somebody, you'll figure out how to be valuable to each other and how to keep things moving as an enterprise. You right. know, because because the relationship ends up being something that's kind of independent of both of you. You're both tied into it, but it's not necessarily all you or all the other person. It's something that exists because you both agree to it. And it's not going to look the same for everybody, but I think advertising culture because of how effective it is you know people go into like this this sacred bond and this sacred responsibility with like expectations that have been planted into their head just to get them to buy shit that they don't need and it, it creates problems it creates yeah. expectations and problems yeah absolutely man. absolutely i was listening to a dude the other day have a debate and he was saying that um uh, it's actually a dude who was on Jesse Jesse Lee Peterson's show a couple of times. He's like lesbians. A good 
Yeah. <laughs> he's a good friend of Jesse's. And he's debating this guy. And the guy was saying that, like, whatever he was replying to, he's, he was saying it's bigger than politics and whatever, what side. He says, I want to make the world an objectively better place. And the other guy said, yeah, feminine thinking. That's female thinking. And he was saying that like it was uh, it was derogatory. It's a bad thing to him, female thinking. And he was saying that masculine thinking is just to do what's right. And he want, he wouldn't cop to doing what's right as making the world a better place because he said, I guess that's like an emotional way to look at it. Say, just do what's right and it doesn't have to be any emotion involved. But the point is the separation of, of masculine and feminine, that hard separation is what causes that type of thinking. Yeah. What, what what tells people, like you said, all of these nurturing and healing uh, energies are are feminine energies. So if you tell men that they're supposed to be men and masculine at all costs, then that means you can't deal with healing and, and all that kind of like, compassion and all that kind of shit. That's feminine. And what you may, you may not do that actual math in your head and say, I'm a man, so I can't be compassionate. But it's easy to arrive at that conclusion if you kind of experience all these different uh, constructs of masculinity and what you're supposed to be doing and don't cry and he the kid fell but he's fine he can walk it off and like if you if you get this throughout your whole life eventually it's gonna pile on and you could come to that conclusion that trying to help somebody or just trying to be decent is is sucker shit it's for punks it's that's what women do and you gotta be a man and fuck everybody and tough guy shit it's it's goofy everybody's losing Everybody's losing because men are emotionally destroyed out here, which is why so many women are being abused and shit like that in these relationships. Right, it's because an emotionally destroyed dude. Because <laughs> with an emotionally right. destroyed man, somebody who's never been able to process his feelings the right way, the shit he might be, who knows what this person is going through, and you just can't deal with it because you're a man. You got to be tough at all costs. And also, we've uh, kind of folded in being an abusive partner into manhood. As much as people try to, you know, say, oh, you're not a real woman, say you're not a real man if you blah, blah, blah. But as far as men are concerned, especially older men, that's just a part of how you deal with women. Like, not to beat them down, but I th- a lot of older dudes, they totally down with the grabbing and the slapping and the fucking shaking and the choking and whatever you got to do to get her under control. And I think if it's going that far, that makes me feel like that. And I, you know, disavow, but it makes me feel like there's a certain degree of that behavior that women are complicit with. Because if men are saying, if she gets to a certain level, if she's screaming, if she all up in your face, something like, you got to slap her, you got to let her know what's up. And so on the other side of that, why are women being this aggressive in, in these arguments? Why are they up in your face? And why are they fucking so, what is happening to where there's a line that men are accepting like, I hear a lot of people talk about, like, sometimes that's just what you got to do. You got to go upside a bitch head, you know what I'm saying? She, And it's like, and these these ain't like, you know, gangster pimps talking. These are regular dudes. Like, you got to slap her around a little bit, and then she'll calm down. She'll stop doing whatever it is that she's doing. And I don't understand that at all. Not even a little well, bit. I don't. I mean, but you would do that with a child. No, not even that, bro. I mean, you, you would spank it. If a child was misbehaving, most people would spank a child. And I think where that dynamic comes from or that thinking comes from is the man kind of seeing his woman as kind of a childish version. Right. Right. Not like you're not really an equal. You're going to be like uh, extra whiny 
or unreasonable or demanding to a point where you're acting like a spoiled child and I got to bring you to reality. Disavow. I'm not saying that I'm prescribing that, but um, I definitely think culturally, you know, we're one or two generations removed from that. Like I said, that that Sean Connery, Barbara Walters interview is one of my favorites of all time. Because Realest shit ever. It was just so unapologetic. Like, nope, I don't give a fuck. I'm telling you exactly. Yeah, sometimes you got to calm a bitch down. <laughs> he was, he was, he was unyielding and, 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 and just, yo, unapologetic about his stance on it. And I think, yeah, there was a time when, and, and of course, there's a world of difference between slapping a woman that's, you know, out of control and bugging out and is about to break all your shit versus, you know, you punching a woman in the face and she's in the ER with swollen eyes and a swollen jaw. Like, they're worlds away. And right. again, ideally, if we're an enlightened civilization, nobody's putting hands on anybody. Like, that's, that's not the mark of an enlightened human being is for might to make right. And ideally, we all should be able to be reasoned with and we should all be adult enough to influence each other with our words and, and never enacting physical violence at all. But yeah, I mean, we're one or two generations removed from that just kind of being an, an understood thing. And, um, you know, I remember reading I remember reading some people's perspective on it where it was kind of like, um, how is a woman supposed to respect you if you don't? And I think when we took when we took slapping out of the equation, which was overall a good thing. Again, nobody should be putting hands on each other, right? Um, there was a responsibility at that point for women to like self-regulate more. Okay, like I can't. It's understood that I'm not going to smack you when you're wiling out, right? But if there was a time in the man-woman dynamic when that was an understood tool to be used to get you to calm the fuck down and act right when you're losing your mind, if we take this tool out of the toolkit, like, you have to replace it with something. And I think we're, in, we're, we're now in a time where we're kind of waiting on women to fix some of that shit. Because they, they haven't had full-on autonomy for thousands and thousands of years. Culturally, this is like a, a new thing within the last hundred years, and it's and it's accelerated within the last fifty, and so I don't think we fully have figured out the new kind of agreement of how men and women are going to interact with each other. I think I think there was a time where it was straight oppressive, exploitative patriarchy, and now what we've been going through is the the response. You know, just feminism yeah. to an unreasonable yeah. degree that's not helpful. It exploits the advantages when it can, but it's not it's not fundamentally addressing some of the problems that women are bringing into relationships. So I think right now they have more power and more responsibility to address those things than we do, because I don't want us to go back to like, well, let's just slap them so that they behave. I don't think that that's that's the enlightened <laughs> move. But it, but it's gotta be, it's gotta be replaced with something because I mean, I know, yo, my girl hates, even if she knows like, babe, when you tell me to do something, you know, I'm obeying you, right? Like physically, you can't force me to do shit. 
Like, but when you just snap your fingers and want something done and I do it, I'm doing it out of an, out of, out of an agreement and an understanding, right? It's not because, you know, it's like Siegfried and Roy. Like, I'm a tiger. I'm going to jump through the hoop because you told me to jump through the hoop, you know, but you understand I'm a tiger. You can't force me to moment. jump through the hoop. Right. At any moment. <laughs> right. And and she knows I would never eat her. You know, I would never, I would never Siegfried and Royd maul her. Right. But the understanding is I am obeying you. But whenever I contextualize anything as her obeying me, she can't stand it. She she there, there's something that's been programmed into her from culture that if you have to obey a man. There's something undignified about that. But at the same time, the thought of me not being obedient to her is just unthinkable. Like, well, why would you be such a piece of shit and make my life difficult? Like, you know, if you just do what I say when I say it, it's because I need something and it just makes life easily. So just obey me. Okay. Do you know how many problems we could avoid if you applied that same dynamic? Just do because I'm thinking you're playing checkers sometimes when I'm playing chess. And so if you really need me to explain the next eight moves, I'm happy to do that. But typically you don't have the desire to get into the weeds of any given issue. So there's certain times where it would streamline a lot of our decision making and get us better outcome if you would just obey me because I told you to do it. But I have to like trick her. Like I got to put the medicine in the peanut butter type shit. Like it can't ever be in the same way she tells me to do something, I just do it, right? Because I'm trying to be helpful. I have to frame it completely different for her. I can't just be as direct like I told you to do it, you just need to do it. Because there's, there's been something programmed into women at this point where this it's like a civil rights struggle. Like it's demeaning to her on all kinds of level. And I don't think, I don't think that that's necessarily something natural. Um, I think it's something that has been programmed into a lot of women and they they evaluate whether they're doing things right or not based upon like how how much command a man has over them, you know, especially like when they're like far left politically, like and my girl is super left. So she's really bought into like all those concepts about, you know, feminism and men can't tell you to do shit and blah, 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 blah. You know, but doesn't just see like this isn't about a man dominating you like this is about two people just making pragmatic good decisions. And just like when you tell me to do shit and I do it to make life easier, like you can do the same thing without necessarily like turning in all your feminism cards. Like maybe that's just a better way of doing things, you know. Right. It seems like it should be. But. It should be acceptable. It should be a straight, logical conclusion to come to. But like you said, there's something, there's a program running in there. So there's there's people who been in this society, like you said, oppressed and on all these different situations for so long that from where she's standing now, so she's taking orders, not taking orders, but you know what I'm saying? She's, it, it's in this situation where she has to obey this man, right? So you have... It's not even just being a woman in society, also a black woman. 
in society because that's going to trickle down even further because they have less protections overall, which makes them less likely to be subservient or whatever you want to call it, or even agreeable in these certain types of relationships because they have less social protections. Like, um, I hate to compare it to an animal, but it's how it's about how evolution, it's about how the environment can have an effect on your biology and the way you think and everything else. Like, domesticated pigs look a certain way if they escape the farm and within a matter of months they turn back into wild boars and you would think it's a totally different animal a different species of animal but a domesticated pig breaks out of the farm and starts running on its own it turns into a wild boar the whole thing transforms and people are the same way if you have people in a situation where they feel like they're protected, even if it's not a respectful protection, but they know they can move within the confines of the society a certain way and not be treated a certain way as long as they're doing this certain set of things that they're supposed to do. It'll get done with a certain manner of efficiency and it'll, it'll get done like it's supposed to. But if you start removing the protections and you say, yeah, I need you to do this for me every day, and I'm going you know, to watch your back. I need you to carry this back from one end of the other block to the other end of the block. And I'm going to watch your back. Ain't nobody going to touch you. Ain't nobody going to say shit to you. I just need you to carry this bag for me. And it's really easy to do that. But if you start walking down the street with the bag and people start throwing bottles at you and spitting on you and shit, you're going to be like, yo, fuck that. I'm not carrying this bag no more. Right. You said nobody was going to bother me. Now I got to go through the gauntlet and shit. People fucking me up on both sides. It, you're going to have a, a much harder time, which is why I think... Uh, Dude, if you watch some of these uh, blogs, not blogs, podcasts and shit with a bunch of black dudes talking about how to date black women, bro, it's it's like it's a fucking cartoon. Is that bad? Bro, it's a cartoon because I'm from my point of view, I'm not thinking about black. I'm just thinking about any woman at all. Any woman who displays the type of shit that they're describing is it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I don't give a shit what you look like. I don't give a shit what your measurements are. If this is how you're acting on a consistent basis, you got to be out, you know. You got to be out. I have no space for you. I have no patience, no room for you. But men, for some reason, tolerate the most insane fucking behaviors just for access to sex. And I think I have a creeping suspicion. I don't want to be judgmental. But I have a creeping suspicion that these guys are pieces of shit (laughs) and they don't have access to decent women because there's decent women out here, decent women who's not with the fuckery, who don't want none of the bullshit. They're black women. They're beautiful. Like, I guarantee you that they're out there, but they see this motherfucker coming a mile away and they're like, nah, son, we're not having it. So you're forced to date the chick with the fix a flat in her ass. And, you know, 48 inches of weave <laughs> hanging off the top of her head and fucking long ass nails and fucking. And, you and gotta... dudes find a lot of those good girls boring, too. That, like, right. that, that, that's right. a part of it, too. That's why I said that. It's not as exciting enough. Yeah. It's a piece of shit. But when you listen to them, at first you're just like, damn, is this really what's going on in the world? And then the more of it you hear, it's like, I think this is just the only tier of women you have access to. That's what I think. Because I don't know any women like that. I don't know a whole bunch of women, but I don't know no women like that. None. Not not a single one. 
but they seem to find all of them and date them consistently. They got two baby mamas and one of them shot you. And the other, like, <laughs> this is like, yo, this is really shit that I'm hearing from these fucking podcasts. Your dudes is getting shot by their baby mamas oh, and they laughing about it, high-fiving each other. Like, hey, look, hey, this is just, you know, just being a black man in America. I'm like, fuck you. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not getting shot by my baby mama, son. It's not happening. I think, I think, I think, um, I, I think that for I, I, if if you get together with your life partner at a young age before all of these shitty experiences like warp their mind, I think it's a lot easier to to grow together and decide and figure all these things out on your own. But like if you're dating in your 30s or 40s, yeah. you're dealing with people that have already had their experiences colored by probably a horrific past, which is why, you know, they're single at the moment. Like they, they you know, so a lot of it dating like in your 30s and 40s is deprogramming your, your partner mm-hmm. okay. from all of their bad experiences. Because I know, I know where my girl gets all of her fuck that, a man ain't going to tell me, you know, what to do. So I try to be sensitive towards it because I understand where it comes from. Like, I understand, um, you know, why she's scarred and why she's sensitive in that regard. So I try to be patient with it. But yeah, ideally, like if we were both 20 years old, I'd be like, yo, bitch, you got to go. This is awful. <laughs> this is awful. But yeah. being being the age that we are, it's like, I love you. I love you as a person. I love all the good qualities about you. And I understand that your past experience gave you baggage and trauma that you got to work out. And and seeing people work out trauma, like it's it's a tough, arduous process. It's it, it weighs on them emotionally. It's hard to learn new habits. It's hard to like feel safe, you know, to to where you can start kind of letting some of that animosity go. And I do think maybe, um, you know, when especially when you're talking about black women and dating black women, I think that because of the way our society is structured and the way people are valued, I kind of understand why black women tend to be a, a little more harsh about certain shit, you know? And, and it doesn't excuse it. You know, I don't want to, because I know I'm contradicting myself. Like, I don't want to make excuses for bad behavior, but I kind of... I kind of have a, um, I kind of have like a a soft spot or a sympathy for it, you know. Like, like I understand. Like, if you're not valued and you're, you know, you're treated like shit, it's easy to get a, a chip on your shoulder about certain shit, and that, and then you, then that, then you're gonna be more harsh or more demanding about certain things. And I mean, I can't, I can't co-sign shooting your baby daddy under, you know, that's. That's just that's just a bad move on all fronts. Yeah. But you know, I I I could understand listening to like a, a black podcast where black dudes are talking about dealing with black women, why it might be an an exceptionally uh, d- difficult or different cultural dynamic. Again, yeah. not justifying shooting your baby daddy, because you're you he's he's gonna be taking care of the kid. You're maiming him and potentially eliminating his ability to take care of the kid. Like, it's a lose-lose. There's nothing... The momentary satisfaction of putting a hot one in your baby daddy for whatever reason is is well, not worth it. 
if I'm not mistaken, him and his baby mama had some problems, and he brought his his aunt, his mother's sister, to beat his baby mother up. So after his yeah. aunt beat the baby mother up, the baby mother shot him. Wow. So, yeah. So this is like intergenerational fuckery. Like your mother's sister wasn't like, what the fuck you talking about? I'm not going right. to beat no, up right. baby Where mother. was the adult? No, to yeah. just be like, she, no. <laughs> no, no. She hopped in the car and was like, yeah, let's go whoop yeah, this bitch. That. <laughs> let, me, let me see her. That that's a that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother show, a whole nother set of set of things that to talk about and disapre you know preemptively disavow. Disavow, right? But that's that's the type of shit that you hear, and there's a a large part of me that's disconnected from it. One because I was never with the fuckery. I was never that guy from the time I was young. I was always a square. I mean, not completely square. So I hung out, I smoked bud, I drank 40s and shit like that. Like, I did all that young dude shit. I was just laughing with my daughter the other night about all the times I drank Cisco and got in fights. You know what I mean? Like, doing drinking Cisco. Horrible. Bro, terrible. It was the worst shit ever. I couldn't imagine drinking it as an adult. (laughs) Oh, I would never drink, bro. I don't even know if that shit still exists, bro. It was like syrupy. It was kind of like liquid candy. It was was just a horrible beverage. Every time I drank that shit, I got in a fight. I mean, I drank Cisco maybe five times in my life, and that was five fights. Yeah, it's I've been drunk off gin. I've been drunk off 40 ounces. No fights. Cisco? Disco Ninja, baby. We we getting busy. (laughs) (laughs) We getting busy out here. It's going down. But it, that's just the way it is. I, I I'm not fucking with it. But when you see those types of things creeping up, you know what the deal is. I know what the deal is. I'm not going. Like I said, I was laughing with my daughter about it. It's hilarious. But that's you know old school shit. When you're young, you got to make better decisions. I was kind of a square. I wasn't going to do no stupid shit with my friends when they had these weird ass plans to go. For, I, I'm not doing it. I had enough presence of mind and enough self respect and enough. I guess I, I guess that that's just what it is. Presence of mind and self-respect. I don't have to prove anything to y'all. I don't have to pretend I'm anything that I'm not. If you tell me what y'all about to do and I get like a rumbling in my stomach, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, that's my cue to just not go because this is not, I don't like it. I don't like where this is going. Y'all don't sound like y'all work this out pretty good. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna hang back, and I had no problem with it. So when I see and hear grown ass men talking about the fuckery that they put up with it's really hard for me to understand and it's not just because you know i'm i'm married a white woman from poland that's not it's not about the black women here that's the point it's not about black women it's these dudes are into some fuckery and they make excuses for it and then six months later when you're trapped with her and, and, and you're bugging out and she's slapping you upside the head and all this kind of shit, you're like, oh, now you want to say it's hard to deal with black women. That, that has nothing to do with it. You chose a fucking ticking time bomb and your time is up. Yeah. That's, that's all that happened here. Yeah, because to, to be fair, um, I, I, there's no uh, group of uh, women that there's not going to be stories of where the the qualities that kind of get thrust upon black women aren't present. Like, oh, words, she like, she hit you, she screamed at you, she bugged the fuck out. Yeah, every, you'll, you'll find that in every ethnicity. It's, oh, it's yeah. not like it's just 
um, present within black women. Yeah. Did you ever see that video of the woman sitting in her truck with her, sitting in the truck with her husband and she was crying because the guy wouldn't take her to the lake? It was all like, oh, oh, dude, it was great. Oh, my God. Was that shit not golden, bro? Now, let's let's be completely honest here. Like, I'm pretty sure that was that was his wife. Had right? to be. That was his wife. Had to be. So he's a fucking idiot. This is not new behavior. I guarantee it. He thought it was cute maybe for a year. Maybe he thought it was cute. Maybe he didn't see her enough. He wasn't with her enough to experience how bad shit was going to get. And maybe she wasn't that bad at the beginning, but it progressively got worse. So for you to record her right now in this moment throwing this fucking adult tantrum, I get it. She's 100% wrong. She's super immature. She's bugging the fuck out. You need to drop her off somewhere. But this is a problem that you created as a man. You, you made this happen. You well, got you yourself definitely here. enabled it. And, right. and, I, and I thought it was kind of a dick move. I mean, it was hilarious, no doubt. And I think it was something that we all could relate to. Um, it, it, you've encountered something like that in your lifetime, more than likely. But um, if that's your wife, like, that's kind of a fucked up thing to kind of put her out there like that. If, uh, if you don't plan done. on divorcing her. Oh, right. Was, I mean, he's yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're getting divorced, that's going to help you, you know, when it comes to the custody battle, you know, so, but if you're trying to stay with your wife, yeah, that's, you can't put nothing out there like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's terrible, bro. And I blame him 100%. And you know why? Because women can't control themselves. They have no other choice. I blame the man. <laughs> I blame the man. His, but his that's wife what we're saying in between like the lines. His that's... wife acting like that is a testament to his lack of control. His unwillingness to hit her. And his unwillingness to lay the smack on, because all this he had to now. do, all he had to do was backhand her one time <laughs> from the driver's seat. I'll give you something to cry about, last. Right, right, That's the right. End of it. Yeah, yeah. you want to go to the lake? Waka, here you go. <laughs> How about we go to Lake Slap a bitch? <laughs> now let me let me just you know the horrible here, disavow flavor here. I completely right. disavow violence against women. Violence against other human All beings. All human beings and animals. And animals unless it's for, you know, something. Unless you're breaking up an animal rape. That's well, the only time. Just first Sometimes be sure you gotta use spores. You gotta be sure that it's a rape first. But yeah, I don't I don't I don't condone violence and shit like that, but I guarantee you there's a guy out there right now who's just, who's been with his wife a long time and she probably used to throw tantrums like that, but she doesn't anymore. And there's a reason for that, is all I'm saying. There's a reason she doesn't throw those tantrums anymore. <laughs> no, that's horrible. That's horrible. But still, it, it is horrible, but you kind of understand. Yo, I, humanity I, came a long way with that shit, to keep it real. Not, I'm not condoning it, but humanity came a long way with women being completely under control and getting slapped around if they got out of line. And I don't know if it's ironically or not, but it's like, it seems like now that women are not under control and we can't slap them around anymore, the world is fucking melting. It's pretty bad. Everything is chaotic. Everything's falling apart. Everything's fucked up. There's riots everywhere. This shit didn't happen during the Salem witch trials. They don't got these problems in Saudi Arabia, I can tell you that. They don't have these problems in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, you can say whatever the fuck you want as long as it ain't against the prophet. Anything yeah. else, you can say whatever you want. Dubai don't have these issues right now. 
Nope. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's because they have decency laws for women. So, but there, there's a happy <laughs> median. There's some somewhere in between, uh, basically like in Dubai and Saudi Arabia, like sanctioned rape and women beating, and between letting women have all of these delusions about equality and the station of men in their life and letting them basically make all the cultural decisions and rules for how all of us have to live. I, I feel like there's a happy median. I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of either extreme, you know, but it's hard to make the argument that the current dynamic is working. Less people are getting married. Less people are staying together. More people are unhappy. Uh, there's besides incels, there was something before that people that would consider themselves asexual. They're just, they're not engaging whatsoever. They're not gay. They're not straight. They're just, nope, nothing. I, I want nothing. So I think we're seeing the effects on our ability to relate to each other and produce babies that are raised in like loving households. So something culturally needs, needs to shift. Doesn't need to be women beating but it definitely can't continue as is right now because there's way too much hypocrisy, way too much double standards. Um, you can't defend it with a rational argument and just peep the results. You know, yeah. let's be results oriented. What we're doing right now is not working. Yeah, it's going to what we need to do probably is going to make a lot of people upset on both sides. It's going to it is there's, there's going to be women out here who want to keep their place as you know, up on the pedestal that never get their hands dirty and have all the privileges, but women are going to have to start changing tires. And there's men out here who think masculinity is under attack and that men supposed to be men, but you're going to have to start letting dudes wear flowers in their hair without calling them gay. Yeah. This is just the fucking facts of it. All of these hard lines that we drew is fucking us over. Or, it's destroying or just everybody. Admit, or admit some shit that made you sad. Right. If then you haven't dealt with it for like fifteen or twenty years, it's okay. It's okay to be sad about it. Right. It's not your fault. It's not right. your fault. And see, from from inside my own experience, like I understand why. I think it's pretty natural to, which is which is why uh, the the oldest gods are women, right? It's pretty natural to venerate women. That I think that's a the default position. For sure. Uh, of men on the planet. I think that's that's why. But I don't think it was women who carved images of female gods. I think it was men. I think it was the dudes. The dudes who saw God in the female figure, the female ability to give birth and all that other stuff. Like, it, it, it makes complete and total sense to me. They're fucking muses, like, without even trying. I, I get that. I totally get that. But you can't charge them with that from birth. They have to discover that on their own about themselves from other women, the circles, how they discuss it just has to be changed. But you can't charge them with that and say, this, this is what you're supposed to be. You got to sit on this pedestal and allow me to fantasize about you. And that's how you're going to exist in the world. That's fucked up. That's not fair. They're going to get to that place anyway. From, from what most females say, including my wife, my daughter, women that talk online, women know very early in life what sexual attraction is. And that they have it. They learn that shit very early in life because men look at them weird as fuck. <laughs> from the time they're from the time they're twelve, some right. dude's like, "Hey, how you doing?" And she's like, "What the fuck is the matter with you?" You know what I mean? So you have to start uh, doing that math at a very young age when you're a woman. So 
I, I totally get it. I totally get it. But just like men, yes, men are going to be fucking aggressive and little boys are probably going to want to wrestle and fight and, and, and show their dominance with each other. Let that happen. It's fine if it happens, but you cannot charge them with that from birth. You can't be telling boys that they can't cry if they skin their knee or trying to tell them to man up when he's six years old or some shit like that. It, it seems like very clear fixes that we can do, but it's a lot of people defending both sides, femininity and masculinity, according to the constructs that we've made. And like you said, some of it is definitely, of course, it comes from a place of biology and, and natural magnetism to certain tasks, and that can happen. But if you get too wrapped up in what it's supposed to be, then you start wondering about when you get a little boy that acts a certain way or a little girl that decides she wants to climb trees and catch frogs and shit. You start looking at it differently when you shouldn't. Just let it progress the way it's going to progress and stop trying to be you know, so biased about this is supposed to be this and that's supposed to be that. Hard duality is never, that's not helping nobody right now. I think, I think it, what it may be is that it's a reaction because we have such um, unfettered freedom. And so because we have that freedom, like a lot of our stories and our history is about, you know, the triumph of a social norm being broken, you know, and I don't think other countries and other cultures necessarily let that happen because they're not operating with that level of freedom. So it's it, it, so like the cultural norms that we allow to get violated for the sake of freedom and equality, because other places don't tolerate that, the identities for everybody is pretty chiseled out. It's pretty clearly defined. It's it's an ongoing and you know unabated argument in our culture about what the right place and the right role is so i think there's kind of like this knee-jerk reaction that pops up where people feel that things have gotten so loose and so like there's this rush to clearly define the parameters for everybody so that it feels comfortable and i don't know i think you should just you know get in where you fit in find you know you can you can create whatever subculture that you want you have the you have the freedom here to be anything that you want, but I think you can't necessarily rely on the the cultural or national narrative to define all that for you. Like you got to look at what's available, and you know if you think your woman needs to always be covered in three fourths of cloth, okay, do that. If if you think your woman can dress like a stripper and it's not going to cause any any problems, and y'all are cool with that, okay, do that. Whatever you know. Um, I just I just think that there's definitely whatever we have ended up creating it's it's just not making anybody happy. Women women aren't happy, men aren't happy, people are fucking but they're not staying together. Kids are being raised in houses where their their parents don't get along or they don't end up staying together. So what whatever we're doing now is just it's not working and I think I think we all kind of know that, and maybe that's why there's this this impulse to like really hardline define what those roles are, even if people you know exaggerate and get on some caveman shit, which is indefensible. But right. I think everybody's like struggling to define what it should be because like what we see out in the mainstream is like it's all just chaos. Yeah, that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like, and the and the the, the things that make it to the larger media 
you know, you see Gavin McGinnis <laughs> talking about feminism to somebody and the shit that he says and how to how it goes viral and people agree with him. And then you see, like I said, the podcast I watch people talk about dating and, and all of this stuff. And it seems like from the outside looking in, it seems like people are having a really hard time. And it could also we also got to factor in that the happiest people make the least noise. Right. So there's a lot of people yep. out there who are married and enjoying their lives together and they just don't give a shit enough to prove people wrong on the internet when they get online and say, you know, men ain't shit, women ain't shit, you might as well not even look, the love ain't real. Like they just don't care enough to try to prove you wrong. So I get that too. And I'm that's basically the situation that I'm in. I don't argue with people when oh, I see them wow. talking about women. I don't argue with them. I you, can't you just you just stumbled across something that's genius. That explains 99% of the internet. <laughs> Every, everybody talking is the people that the, the people that are happy are too busy living their happy life to engage you. Right. So it's it's all a bunch of unhappy people berating each other with their their opinions about their unhappiness. And even the people who are trying to uh, disprove you. And, and and say something positive and they arguing back and forth with you, they aren't happy enough because they would be ignoring you if they were. Right. <laughs> Those are people who oh, are God, almost God. there. <laughs> They're almost there, but they still want to defend the good side. They want to defend love. It's like, yo, just it doesn't need defending, yo. Just do what you do. Enjoy your shit and don't let nobody else drag you into that hole. People are very upset and like to me, I, I look at it like this, and I've used this same analogy a couple of times because it's one of the ones that make the best sense to me. I don't argue with people about women because I totally understand how fortunate I am, right? So if you blindfold yourself and walk across an eight lane highway and don't get hit, that's awesome, right? And you did some amazing shit, but it's, it's, it's irresponsible of you to go and... <laughs> broadcast awesome. to other people about how you did it and how you can do it too and no fuck all that shit y'all talking about i blindfolded myself and walked across the eight lane highway anybody can do it too a lot of people gonna fuck around and get hurt trying to do what you did so i'm not gonna act like what i did wasn't miraculous and i'm not gonna get in an argument with somebody about statistics because i don't know what's going on out there this is i met my wife over 20 years ago i don't know what the fuck is going on in the world right now I couldn't tell you, but that'd be my worst nightmare is to have to try. Like, honestly, it's like that dude in that, what was it, like Hot Tub Time Machine or some shit like that? If any, if I had to, I would relegate the rest of my life to sex workers. I could not imagine trying to build a new relationship with a person at this stage of my life. I can't, bro, I can't even fathom it. I can't even fathom it. I just sign up for whatever weekly box drop off they have. I know there's something <laughs> that they got online right now where I box get drops. If I can, <laughs> box drop. If I can get a different outfit mailed to my house every month, I can definitely definitely get a woman Uber to my house every month or twice a week, twice a month. I, I, I definitely can. I know there's a service out there, so I, that would be the rest of my life. Period. And I and I would be fine with that. I'll pay extra for the cuddling if I need it. Yo, we that's another one we got to put the box drop. <laughs> that's another we need to trademark that immediately. Box drop, yo. That's a good but that is a good one. It may not be five to ten years. We got basically legalized. I anticipate prostitution will be legalized eventually. Um, even if you don't promote it culturally, you know, you say, hey, everybody should just be 
you know, fucking hookers. No, if, if you can get married, raise a family, that, that'll probably help for a stable society. But like you said, if you're at the point where like, nope, I did 20 years, I'm not trying to build anything else. Yeah, box drop. Box drop. Yeah. Why not, dude? Why not? That's a perfectly good service, and it's and it should be a 501c3 because it's a benefit to the community. Absolutely. Don't pay taxes. Even can get some grants as long as you don't show any religious bias. I love I don't it. See, I, I don't see why not. Like you know, it. I think I think because um, we talked about uh, Cardi B not too long ago about about the WAP video, and yeah. I and I think it's safe to say. Just like hip hop is the, it's the most popular music on the world culturally. It's the, it's it's the dominant culture, of like popular hip culture, right? No, nothing else is competing it. Even people in other genres are like, yeah, we got to get somebody to spit bars, you know, after I sing the chorus. It it it, it is what it is, and I yeah. think it's safe to say that Cardi B, kind of represents the quintessential popular femininity model i think it's safe to say if you if you look at culture people want to look like cardi b they want to have their instagram like cardi b they're posting pics everybody wants to like look like a stripper and have that have that swag you know but is is cardi b happy she's a millionaire she's she's an icon she's desired uh gets all the attention you know, when basically what we're modeling for everybody else, or what everybody else is modeling their lives to be and to want, but I think I think she's getting divorced, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So like, I I don't know. So if we're if we're if we're pitching that as and and she and she didn't necessarily have to choose to get married, she like yo I'm gonna be a sexual icon. I can get whatever dick I want, but something in her she wanted one yeah. dick. But at some it, point, well, not necessarily wanted one dick. She wanted the, she wanted the access to that, that realm that she occupied of being married, being a wife, being like all of that shit. She wanted both ways. She wants to be a wife and a whore. That that's, I mean, that's just what we were just talking about. She wanted it both ways. She wanted to occupy two spaces that people say that you can't occupy at the same time. And I guess this is what women and feminism is fighting. Why can't I be a business owner and a mother? It's because you're going to be pregnant for nine months. And any man who's a CEO who's out of the game for nine months, it's a wrap for him. He's over. He's over. If you just got to be off the grid for nine months, well, maybe not nine, maybe what is like six? Uh, any male, six. Yeah. Right, three to six months, at least six, because you're not going to be walking around as a CEO six months pregnant. It's not going down. Hear me, woman, hear me roar, all that bullshit. It's not, bro. If you're six months pregnant, you'd be torturing yourself to be trying to do what a CEO is supposed to do. And at that point, you're endangering the welfare of the baby and shit. It's like, well, to, to be fair, I, I don't think it's fair to say that she wanted to be the wife and the whore. Cause, cause, cause my understanding is she wasn't cheating on dude, right? So she, oh, she was yeah, loyal. Yeah, yeah. She was loyal to the one dick. She was still a sex icon. She was still selling sex, whore energy. Whore energy. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> she she was exuding that whore energy. But at the end of the day, for all of that, I can get any dude. Look how sexy I am. Men want me. I I you know they'll 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 buy me shit. You know, pay my tuition. Um, I think it's a I I think it's 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 a good cautionary tale. I mean, I hope I hope she finds happiness. I don't. I'm not like trying to make light. I know when you're getting uh, divorced, that's a 
you know, that's an emotionally traumatizing thing. I'm sure she's going through her her grief and is upset about it. Um, and I hope she she ends up being happy. But I think it's a it's a good kind of story of like, okay, well, th- basically the feminine icon in mainstream culture, as much as we're selling that that whore energy, at the end of the day, what she really wanted is like, I don't need all these dudes coming after me. I want to be with one dude who loves me and is loyal to me and who cares for me and who I can build a family with. At the end of the day, that's what she wanted. Otherwise, she wouldn't have got married. You know? Right. Because I, I don't, I mean, I, I can't, I can't say, I mean, if you were just trying to, you know, get a dude, right, that, that's like a power dude in the industry, I mean, I don't think Offset's that dude. You know? You'd have been going, I mean, maybe you could have got with Puff. Well, now they were pretty. They were pretty uh, popular at the time that them two became a couple Migos or whatever. You know, they were. They were. They was killing shit at the time. They had a whole bunch of a string of big ass songs. So I don't know. I can't remember who else was popular, but I think they were definitely one of the most popular hot. So I mean, it would have been like one of them or like Drake. They were hot, but it, yeah, they yeah. were definitely super hot at the time. They, they so that was super, a, it was but, a good but they, didn't, but they haven't showed the longevity. They're right. not like they're not like multi-millionaire power move type. You know, then now their career may continue on and they may get to that point where they end up like a Jay Z or a, a Puffy or something like that. But I'm saying if if she was just looking to like get a trophy dude, I don't know if that you know if he's really the trophy dude. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. That depends on what kind of if they had a prenup or not. Because that, if not, interesting. Man, if not, then she got she she made out like a fucking bandit, literally and figuratively. But it is what it is. That's their shit. That's their business. But for sure, for sure. I don't I don't think it have much to do. I think that situation probably doesn't have a, a lot to do realistically with uh, marriage and male female relationships in America. That's just a really that's an you anomaly. No, that, I think that's a huge anomaly for sure because oh. of okay, both of them so, being who they were, representing right. what they represent. We can't take that as just like, oh, I met this chick at the library and we got married and they got a divorce. Like, no, I feel but like- but it's the but but it but it's the it's the all the women in in popular culture right now like are striving to be that. Like, let me be a bad bitch, a sexy, you know, whore energy. I'm desired, right. yeah. but it didn't change what she wanted. And and if it's just on some power move shit, okay, this is the hottest dude in the industry right now. Um, why do you care if he cheats on you? It's kind of an understood thing if you're gonna be mm-hmm. with somebody on that level that they're gonna cheat on you. Because they want it both ways. Because they want it both. You want to practice hypergamy and you want to have access to the most desirable man that you possibly can with the most money and the most resources. But the man with the most money and the most resources historically has his pick of the number of women that he wants. That's how hypergamy works. It's not one. It's not a one-to-one because it's not a one-to-one trade. If you got a man who's a multimillionaire, he has a fucking mansion, his company makes a bunch of money, and you're just lowest fucking lane. Like, what... Would it, what, what, what reason would he have to give his entire, uh, his, his entire energetic presence to just you? It would make sense for you to give your entire energetic presence to just him. 
That would make sense because you want access to his resources. You want access to it for your children. You know, you're not going to be able to work for the time that you're pregnant. And after you have the baby, you got to breastfeed, you got to recover. So you need yeah, somebody who's going to be able to. No, I'm talking she's about her, but that's how her own right. Hypergamy yeah. works in itself. So if, if they both are millionaires, then they should both be able to do whatever they want. Because what's the what's the power dynamic? But but that's the thing. So so I get what you said. But her as a millionaire, that and that's why I said the one dick. I wasn't trying to uh, trivialize every aspect of of a relationship down right. to that. But just to say, okay, she's a millionaire. If she wanted to, it's like, look, I'm a millionaire. I got the hottest, you know, record out right now. Got the hottest song out right now. I could do whatever I want. You know, I go on tour. I mean, I don't know how many male groupies are out there, but I'm I'm sure Cardi B isn't hurting to find dudes that are willing to fuck her. I'm sure I'm sure it's probably just as easy, if not easier, than what Offset yeah, has access easier. to. But at the same time, she was like, but I don't want no other dick. I'm not trying to go out and fuck no other dude, even though I have access to pretty much any dick that I want. Even if I was broke, <laughs> I, being carded, being looking how I look, I could pretty much get whatever dick that I want. It's not hard for me to go find dick. She didn't want any extra dick. So if they're both millionaires, if they're both getting in, into a life together, her expectation was still, I know you're famous. I know you have access to other pussy, but... I'm not trying to get no other dick. So my expectation is, because that's my understanding of it is why she's like, nope, I'm I'm good, is he's going out and fucking other chicks. And she wasn't with that. So I can kind of empathize with her and like, okay, you thought you were part of a partnership where both of y'all had agreed to these terms. And technically he did agree, but obvious because otherwise you wouldn't have got with him, but he wasn't holding up his end of the bargain. Because right. I think I think it's unfair, and this is one of the things I, I, I think that push them into this feminist fuck men shit because we do kind of have an expectation that dudes are going to do whatever we want, but girls need to be loyal. And it's virtuous right. for a girl to be loyal, but it's, it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's commendable. For a dude to be able to access whatever pussy he can. Right. Yeah. We talked about that. There's sowing yeah. your oats for men and chastity for women. And that's what that gets you. So we don't look at it like, like if I think if we were truly enlightened, like we would look at it like, yo, what an asshole. Like you're with this girl. Y'all got kids together. You know, she expects you to be loyal to her. You know, every, every, you know, just about everybody wants to fuck her and you're the one fucking her. And she's loyal to you. And you guys got responsibilities together. You know, you're, you're, you're going to be raising kids. You're, you both have, you know, millions and millions of dollars. So what you could potentially do with that money and building y'all's little empire together. Like, yo, y'all got a lot at stake. There's a lot to lose. You're, we, you know, you're dealing with a lot of responsibilities and resources. You know, I, I think, I don't know. I think, I think there should there should be more outrage for um, him not being faithful, but I don't think there will be. I don't no, think anybody gives nope. a fuck about women. Everybody I've seen talking about it has turned on Cardi B saying, right. I guess like, that WAP couldn't better. keep a man. Right. Like, saying that WAP couldn't keep a man. Yeah, and right, she filed right, right. for divorce. 
Right. So it's like, how is it that she's not keeping him? She's the one who initiated getting rid of the motherfucker. So I don't understand how your opinion. Like, and, and and she did it once before, and he like showed up at a concert and shit. Oh like, yeah, on like some begging. Super take me back. Right. Yeah, like like some temptation shit. He right. showed up at uh, one musician shows up at another musician's show, and say, like, "I want my baby back." And she's <laughs> like, "The fuck out of here, son." But whatever, dude. I mean, like I said, I don't think I still don't think that's. I hope. That's not indicative of what's happening with normal people out here in the world. These but relationship how could it not dynamics. Be? If, if everybody's modeling their their dating life after that, maybe not us because we're old, dude. But I'm talking oh, yeah. about on what Young people on, on what these people on what these kids are looking at as like the desirable traits in a mate and how shit's supposed to work. That shit that they're looking at and they're getting together and they're making decisions. I think they're all they're all basically if you're not thinking for yourself, I feel like they're all they're all doomed for failure. Yeah. Like I think I think we're looking at like an 80 percent divorce rate moving forward. Probably. I, I think we got to like the fifties or sixties. I think I think it's gonna be eighty. When when this generation pans out, they they definitely gonna kick up the numbers. Yeah, it's probably a good thing too. I think uh I think teaching socializing people and teaching them that uh, marriage is the only option, only respectable option. Marriage and monogamy is the only respectable option. It's fucking us over. Again, hard duality. Either a piece of shit if you want to stay single and you're selfish because you don't want to have kids, or you know you're virtuous and doing the right thing because you want to meet somebody, get married, and only have sex with them for the rest of your life. That right. I don't think that's fair to the 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 wide range of psychology that humans have, and and they can be happy and almost. Any configuration, you can be promiscuously righteous. Yeah, especially if everybody's in agreement and you're not sneaking around, you're not cheating, you're not tricking chicks, telling him you're telling her you're the only one. And if everybody's open and honest and and safe and consensual, that that could definitely be a a good recipe for happiness. I can see where that (laughs) that could work. I was I definitely lived a long time as uh, promiscuously righteous. And I got I got a good friend who's who's doing it now, and there is no stress. There's complete happiness. The downside is, and you don't take on all the responsibility and the drama of the other person. Um, the only downside is is the honesty. It it does cut you off from certain opportunities. Right. Of that, course. That's it. As and, it and that's why. As and that's why I think. Right. And I that's why I think dudes get greedy and are assholes, and. Uh, they they they'll in order to gain access they'll play the game like they're they're really considering it when they know yeah. that they're not That's so when lack you're of integrity right lack of for sure but if you're honest from the onset like look I'm t- I know everybody tells you that like I don't want to be in a, but I really don't want to be in a relationship so while we're hanging out like this isn't you selling me on the idea of you to eventually to get me to go along with it I'm already letting you know like I have no desire for any of that relational drama. And a couple will bow out, but there'll be enough takers. You know, if you're charming, you keep yourself in shape and you can tell some jokes, you'll, you'll do all right. And I and I agree with you. I don't think we should have to have that to be you're a piece of shit if you do it in a way that's not a piece of shit way. You right. do it in a righteous way. Okay, I would rather people do that and be responsible and honest than just feel compelled that they have to try to build a lifelong bond in this psychotic culture. I mean, 
it's got to be harder for somebody in their 20s now. I feel sorry for these fucking kids. Yeah, terrible. You're trying to keep somebody happy and make a lifelong financial, spiritual commitment to raise children and manage resources in an intelligent way and meet life goals and keep each other happy in this culture? Oh, shit. Yeah. Young men are being socialized into toxic masculinity, and your future girlfriend already has 400 hours of herself twerking on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's a recipe for disaster, bro. <laughs> it's a recipe for disaster, and you haven't even met her yet. How many that, relationships your are going to end when he finds out about her OnlyFans? Oh, good Lord, dude. Like, you that's going to be the new what-do-you-do kind of thing. Oh, please. It's not even a point in asking no more. They all have them. Right. They all got them. If she's even... Oh, shit. And then, and then the debate's about, yo, I, you know, I'm I'm ready to be serious with you now. I think it's time that you close down your OnlyFans. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the wrong way to do it. If you're ready to be serious for her right now, I think it's time for you to step up your marketing and your production on your OnlyFans. Let's monetize this shit and let's get rich for real. <laughs> let's really get rich. No, don't don't shut it down. Don't oh, shut it shit. down. You gotta you gotta come in to improve her. Just like a, 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 a from the woman's point of view, she should be thinking the same thing. She's like, all right, I'm serious with you. I'm gonna help whatever you into. I'm gonna help you step it up. I got some ideas about how you could expand. Dude's like, yo, I bought you a, a new camera. I think we should start getting some close-ups and shit like that. Why not? Why not? I got a TriCaster. We're going to get different angles. Yo, capitalize. Picture in picture. Capitalize, bro. Oh, shit. Cap especially with OnlyFans. Like, you uh, imagine, like... That's you, a quality. You, that, you that, in that's such a quality. You're not, you're you're not such trying a better to touch place. a woman's revenue off. Right. 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 That's moving forward. We don't want to cripple her. And, and, and make it the power dynamic back to where now you're the breadwinner and she got to do what you say. No, this woman's an entrepreneur. Obviously, let's figure out, let's look at your content. Let's look at your analytics. Let's figure out a way that we can get you to more people. You know what I'm saying? Get you in front of more people. Let's make this shit work. <laughs> let's make this shit work. We can, you know, pull some resources together. Start some more businesses. Now, at least you're in a better place then that's what I was about to say. That's a lot better place than I fell in love with a stripper. Now I got to help right. her manage her pussy over the weekends. And like That's not, OnlyFans is a whole different setup. Ain't nobody touching her. She ain't banging nobody, bro. She's sending people pictures and, and, and sitting in pies and shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's all right. good, bro. And that's, the, good. And that's, the, and that's the, the hierarchy is, is prostitute, stripper, waitress. Um, and I think now OnlyFans is in between waitress and stripper. Like that's yeah. the next, that's the next, and there's there's dudes that marry escorts. You can listen to some podcasts on that or date escorts. Like yeah. dating escorts is a thing, and yeah. that like dating a stripper is you know you know you're with somebody that has a coke habit. Um, she <laughs> might or might not be fucking some of the clients, but with an escort, like you know, you know, like yeah. when she goes to work, she's she's going to get dicked down by some stranger. That, or that, even that's worse, hard for me to understand. Even worse, a regular. Right. <laughs> well, hey, listen, it is what it is. If you're okay with that, I'm okay with it. We got. I'm getting rid of this toxic masculinity shit of shaming a dude because of where he wants to put his pipe. If he's okay with it, I'm okay with it. I'm not going to oh, be disgusted sure. on his behalf. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm not talking to... Because I, I, could, I could see where... Because to keep it real, Right, the the psychological part of it is is gonna be tough. 
it's going to be tough to to process this information and understand and still be able to be intimate and, and all that other shit. But if you really get down to the fucking brass tacks, right? There's almost no way you would know if she went out and banged three clients in a day and then she came home and took a shower and banged you, you may not know. It's not guaranteed. You might feel a little roomy. It might feel a little roomy, but you may not know. Realistically, she could do that and and you would have no idea. So if you would have no idea and you can still have an awesome sexual experience with her, what's the difference? And she's safe. She's not bringing you no diseases, none of that. But what what would be the difference? Uh, I, just knowing. That exactly. So just that's what I'm saying. If if you didn't know, yeah. If you didn't know, like if she don't come home and you'd be like, "What the hell is that? It's cavernous." Like you, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? you wouldn't know the difference. Then fuck it, girl, roll with it. If you can take the psychological part and go. Now that don't mean one day you get pissed and choke her out and you know do some fucking war machine, Christy Mac type shit to her. You know what I'm saying? It's about. Yeah, that you can't that we can't have that. But I think that also comes from the rest of the toxic masculinity in society, because if he was happy with it, if it wasn't for other dudes calling him a cuck and a fag and a beta, then right. he would probably, you know, he would probably be fine because at least he's got the chick that he wanted. And a lot of people are sharing their women right now and have no idea. Yeah, that's true. And um, I my understanding is the money is good. So. Oh yeah, Maybe sex that's, money. That's great. the juice talking, but sex money's great, bro. Because dudes will always have disposable income, and it's always worth it. At least you know, pre-orgasm, it's always worth it. I would almost guarantee that seventy-five percent of men who pay for sex wish they could get a refund after it was over. But before you get the sex, it makes perfect sense. Oh, for sure, it makes perfect sense. As soon as you're done. I want that money back. I wish I could get that couple hundred bucks. Yo, post-net clarity is a motherfucker. (laughs) Really shit. What was I thinking? I mean, this this sounds like now I got to go to the clinic. I don't know this person. I I, I, do the 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 real nothing makes reality set in faster than than post-net. Yeah, you you know right away. Like women talk about, oh, you know what. I, I I regret it as it was regrettable sex. So he raped me and all that. Nah, nah, nah. The 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 regret men get that regret. That post nut clarity regret is is real. Like what the fuck did I just do? Yeah, the woman Why even looks different, right? She even looks different right after you die. She don't yeah, even look yeah. the same. <laughs> it's like yo, this was not it. It's like all of a sudden you get a new pair new pair of glasses. Yeah. Put on you after it's all on you. Know, like I, the 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 value that you would ascribe to everything just completely changes. Yeah. But yeah, when you when you're in that prenup frenzy, there's just there's no you can't be reasoned with. Yeah, tunnel vision, bro. You don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> you don't want to hear nothing. You going in, you can one hundred percent. This is the perfect exact decision I should be making right now. As soon like before before you even finish with your convulsions, you're in regret mode. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Before you even done with that, you just like, damn, I'm a piece of shit. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a fucking piece of shit, dude. I suck. Yeah, we, we, it definitely need to be uh, some sexual socialization uh, that happens differently. But I mean, we got a lot of shit that we need to be fixing. And but the only way to fix it 
is to show examples of it of the of a different alternative working so that's hard to do with relationships and sex and shit like that like there's there's not a whole lot of ways you can show that other than you know doing something similar to what we're doing right now but with couples doing like a you know, uh, relationship, self-help, putting literature out and shit like that. That's really the only way to do it from a from a place of being in a successful relationship and speaking to people from there. Because a lot of the people that you see now are either women or men who have been through so much shit they're giving you advice because they've experienced so much, but very few of them are currently in uh, successful relationships. That's not where their advice is coming from. Their advice is like, I've done all the dumb shit, so you should listen to me. Dude, sex, the legalization of sex workers will absolutely improve the quality of marriages. I agree. 100%. And the reason is, um, the reason is, is because people will no longer make any kind of commitment just on the basis of sex. When, right. when sex is accessible to everybody, there's going to have to be new values that are instituted. Like, there, there will no longer be a, I'm going to be with you just because I need access to sex. Right. So I'm going to endure all of this dysfunction. It will absolutely demand that everybody works out their dysfunction in order to have a healthy, long-term relationship. And if you yourself are not willing to work on you and get rid of your dysfunction or the person that you're potentially mating up with isn't willing to do that, yo, go have sex with a sex worker. Get that itch scratched. And I think that's better for everybody as a whole. And if I'd even want it regulated to the point that it'll be like a bank account. If you got a joint bank account with your wife, you can't just withdraw the money. Unless she signs on there too. Like, if you're married, you can't just go in there with like your wife signing off on it. You gotta have your wife. So there can't be any of this like uh, being greedy with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you're married, you need to be at home fucking your wife and working on your relationship. It, it, it ain't to just be some, I'm spending time here instead of with my wife. But if you're single and, you know, instead of just driving a van, down Fifth Avenue running people over or shooting up a, a daycare or whatever the fuck these people want to do, you know, in their moments of sexual frustration, yo, just go get that post-nut regret, spend <laughs> a week's worth of, 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 your, of your labor on something that you really want, and you're going to be happier and healthy, healthier overall. And for a lot of women that you know, I, I don't want to be mean, but I mean, it's a real thing. There's women that their only talent really is kind of just looking good. They don't, they don't, they don't know how to, you know, yeah. set up the electricity in a house or, you know, uh, build a fence or, or, you know what I'm saying? Do your taxes. I, I, I mean, so hopefully so what we'll change that though. Hopefully as we move more towards an enlightened society, those women, when they're younger, will learn to cultivate personalities and skill sets and not if rely so much on that. beauty. It, and not rely so much on beauty because, you know, right now it seems like some of them might not have even had a choice because they were, people started recognizing they were pretty when they were young and they just kind of fell into this slope of things. So I totally get it. But I'm, I also think that this shit should be subsidized by the government. We're going to need universal basic intercourse. 
It, it's gotta happen. <laughs> it's gotta happen. Everybody needs a swipe card that they could use like three times a month or something like that. We, we, it's gotta happen. We need universal basic intercourse. But that only covers that only covers like a a BJ and missionary. You can't come in here and get crazy. Right, right, right. That's extra. Yeah, it's basic. It's basic intercourse. You can't, you know, no fetish shit, no nothing. All you just get missionary and that's it, Pete. That solves so many problems because the thing is, is there's always gonna be people that are just lazy, irresponsible, and addicted to coke. It just is what it is. And now there's an alternative. You don't have to be a stripper and you don't have to be stigmatized if you decide that you want to go into prostitution. It's now seen as what it should be seen as a, a, a viable and necessary uh, public service for, for which you can be compensated handsomely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I agree with you, with government subsidization. If you are, um, if you are between the ages of 18 and 30... Let's do that. Let, 40. I, I think that's too much. By 30, you need to get your shit together where you can pay for your own sex. Or we can wean you. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, the, the, you get less. <laughs> like, you got to really, like, dude, we gave you 12 years you as an adult to figure out sex. how to feed yourself. You you're, you're just your being irresponsible sex. now. So, yeah, that's that's indefensible. Like, yeah, I mean, we, you, we, you even got to you got to reapply for like snap every six months or some shit. Like it yeah, ain't just yeah. we're going to take care of you forever. So I think 18 to 30 when you're in your horniest years and you're where you're more you're when you're most likely to make reckless decisions and get because, involved in a long term relationship that's probably going to ruin both of your lives. Yeah, I agree. And, you get a card, it's subsidized. These women are paid handsomely. You know, if you're going to get a hall pass from your from your wife, if you're in a committed relationship, is you know, the wife has to sign off on it. She has to be present. You can't just be sneaking in there paying for extra shit. Nah, none of that. You're being greedy. These are sacred, divine whores that are eliminating incel violence and terrorism off of our streets and giving us... Uh, um, a much needed and noble public service for which it should be a viable career choice and they should be handsomely rewarded for their services. And I would absolutely, if you're going to divert 30% of the money that we spend to build bombs, to bomb people for, for shit, we probably don't even need just so we can get some contractor money. um, I'm okay with that. If it goes instead to subsidize, you know, hookers under the UBI plan, yeah, that's a legitimate political platform, man. Universal basic intercourse. I love it. That's better than universal basic income. I love it. I love it. I think it's perfect. I think we need to implement that shit immediately and watch all the problems it solves. It's going to piss off a lot of women who are holding sex hostage, but guess what? Yep. We're trying now to make the world a better be place. Better. Yep, yeah. you're going to have to get a different skill set. You're going to have to be nice and enjoyable to talk to. You can't hold someone hostage to be around you just because they want sex from you. You're going to actually have to be a joy to to be around. But I do think it should come with the demands of public service, though. I think I think you should have to serve the country like you got to be involved in, you know, uh, if we're going to have a program to feed the homeless or or build affordable housing and shit. You know, I I think, you know, because when we talk about, well, where are we going to get the money for all of this? Or where are we going to get the money for all of this? We're going to have to pay X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. I guarantee you, if you introduce UBI 
and you make a requirement of, okay, you're between these ages, the government will give you this, but you have to devote 10 hours a week to a public's work program so that they can, so that we can build new bridges, you know what I'm saying? So we can solve all these problems that we've been ignoring. I guarantee you we will come in way under budget if we fund it through uh, the trade-off of work for universal basic intercourse. The, wow. the cost to fund these noble hookers will be minuscule. It'll be dwarfed by what the cost would be to actually fund all the building and public works projects and outreach projects and social assistance projects. You don't think a dude's going to be willing to be the fucking best performing social worker there ever was? You know, for 10 hours a week or 10 hours a month, that's the best big brother that the program has ever found. He is right. taking care of that kid. He is present. You know, he might get an increase based on the review. The kid's got to fill out a survey. Like, you know, how was your, you know, your, uh, your big brother and your big brother program? You know, yeah, he told me for ice cream. He was the shit. Nobody was nicer. He helped me with my homework. You know, it's okay that I don't have a dad. He was great. You're making society better. You're putting the right carrot out there for people to chase. Listen, somebody out somebody out there knows who's desk to get this across to make this happen. <laughs> so if you're listening to this right now, make some phone calls. Don't brush it off. This right here could possibly I mean, we we've already invented about six or seven things to save the world. So it, it's the sooner people start listening to this podcast, the sooner this shit gets fixed. I mean, we 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 we've contributed a lot of uh of material that could be used to objectively make the world a better place. We understand racial reparative therapies. It's going to be further down the road. It's going to be a harder sell. But this, this is low-hanging fruit. Oh, this is really easy. This is low-hanging fruit. Yeah, We're not going to have less, to ease the public into this. This takes less infrastructure than racial mania. Yeah. <laughs> racial Le mania is going to be a harder sell. I don't know if it'll be a harder sell. It'll just be harder to actually get it in action. I think the people who hear it will be like, you're absolutely right, but this is going to be a motherfucker. <laughs> They're going to completely <laughs> agree with us, but it's not, it's not going to be easy to actually put into action. But universal basic intercourse, listen, I, I, I'm trying really hard to find a downside at this point. I don't and see I, it. I don't want to toot our own horn, but, I mean, we, we really have. We've we've put out some sincere policy proposals at this point. You're right. We got about five or six absolute gems. There right. can't be any animals on Violence Island. We need some racial reparative therapy, and the UBI program. <laughs> UBI, yeah. Those three things alone. The slavery retreat. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Slavery retreat. The uh, oh the, shit. Uh... What was it? The buck breaking package. <laughs> is what they were selling for if you yeah. put up that eight grand. Yep. We got I'm telling you, it's good, man. It's oh, self-hating white people would line up and love that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be buck broken, right? Yep, you will be yeah. buck broken. Yep. You go Trust through me. all of the steps. Well, At this retreat, the... we give you an authentic experience. The man fridge. Oh, we got yep. the man fridge, the man machine. Yeah, man machine. You know what I'm saying? We, I'm telling you, we're batting a thousand right now, bro. We're batting a thousand right now. Yeah, I don't. You know, I want to play the humble, but yeah, you're right, man. <laughs> this is quality. If there, were, if there was ever any dangerous gentleman on the planet, it's us right now. 
That's just a fact. That's not even a debate. And we're and we're dangerous because we are solving problems that other people are just using to exploit people. Right. Right. Dangerous. It's dangerous. We can completely topple the old paradigm of exploitation by implementing these world-changing ideas. It's dangerous to the status quo, but it's the best thing for humanity. It's the best thing for humanity to move forward. Yo, listen, universal basic intercourse. That's the name of this episode. (laughs) It's got to be. I love it. I love it. Dude, we did it again. Another one out of the park. Out of the park. Y'all can thank us later. Just make sure when we when we get these these books, this literature prepared for you. We got a bunch of merchandise that's gonna be prepared for you. You know, just show your appreciation by buying our books, reading them, and implementing the ideologies that's in the books. Trust me, you can't go wrong at this point. You can't go wrong. Compassion is currency and love is the law. Those are the two base principles right there. You can't go wrong. There's no trickery in there. It's, it's only going to make you better. Beautiful. But yeah, man, I'm going to uh, get in here and see if I can get one or two games in before my lady gets back with the kids. She took them out to go do parkour. So maybe I can get one good game of Smite in before they get back. Damn. Do it. Always a pleasure, my brother. I'll talk to Absolutely. you Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll hit you up soon. Bless. <laughs>